video. Let's do the timer. Is it five oh, minutes not. long? <laughs> Thank God there's not that stupid video. My name's Angelo, and welcome to We Want Picks. Jacob and I are going to break down the entire UFC 280 Oliveira versus Makachev fight card. We're going to give you our picks, our predictions, our bets, and our fantasy plays for every single fight. But before we jump in, head on over to wewantpicks.com and become a premium member. It is only $10 a month, and you get access to all of our bets, all of our picks, all of our fantasy information, and even a DraftKings optimizer, which will literally build lineups for you. All of that is available to you for only $10 a month. That's $2.50 a week. And when we're talking about monster cards like this, where there's some real opportunities to make money. Jacob and I, between the two of us, I think I have 15 bets going on right now. So become a premium member for $10 a month. We on picks.com at the top, click become a member. And anybody who wants 50 bucks for free, all you need to do is go to wewantpicks.com slash bets, sign up with any one of our betting partners, make a deposit, and we'll send you 50 bucks. It's just that simple. Wewantpicks.com slash bets, sign up, make a deposit, I'll send you $50. So Jacob, we're going to break down these fights as we always do, but we're going to do a little easier, a little faster. We're going to get to the point and we're going to start uh, just going at it. So right out of the gate. We've got Carol Rosa taking on Lena Landsberg. Carol Rosa's 15-4 and four overall. She's 4-0-1 oh, in her last five. She is coming off her first UFC loss. That's Jacob. Sorry. She's taking on Lena Landsberg, who's 10-6 and six overall, 2-3 and three in her last five. She is riding a two-fight skid. This is actually a tricky fight, right? I think Carol Rosa's going to win this fight. But Lena Landsberg is a Muay Thai national champion. And if you in play that year? game, if you play that game, and you get in the clinch with her, wow. you could have a long night. So I, I think Carol Rosa wins. I think that was in the eighties. Not, she's a little older than both of us, so it was not recent. <laughs> it was not I like recent. I throw that in. Both of us, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> it was not recent, but I, I, I do think Carol Rosa wins. But there's definitely a world where Lena Landsberg wins. And to prove that point, Lena Landsberg is such a good striker that when she fought Cyborg, Cyborg took her down. Didn't even strike with her. Just took her wow. down. Wow. And the other side of that, that, Lena Landsberg just lost to Panty Cons out in a striking match, which is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, that, no, I, I, no, no, I was going to say that's a, that's, a, that's a great breakdown because Carol Rosa literally is better everywhere. And I love that this fight is just is starting the card because that gives everyone an opportunity. It's an early start. It's an early start Saturday, right? Everyone's got to set their alarms. This fight with the prelim or with the intros and everything should be about a half an hour. So you are now able to set your alarms a half an hour later than you were going to because you can completely miss this fight and uh, get right to the next one and the rest of the prelim. So set your alarms fifteen or half an hour later than you would, and you'll be good to go, ready for two eighty, well rested. I will say so. We're both on the Carol Rosa side. Here's the stats. If you guys want to pause or look at them or whatever, some people care very deeply pause for the cause. about the stats. It is tricky, though, because Carol Rosa, you know, Sarah McMahon just worked her, just just absolutely worked her. And Lena Landsberg's not a grappler, but, you know, we've seen less surprising things. We've seen people come out here and be like, okay, well, that's how you beat that person. Well, she's, yeah, she's not a grappler, but she is a, I would say she's a controller. 
I mean, she like just yeah. holds on to girls and just keeps them there in that Muay Thai clinch and stuff. So, I mean, that's almost grappling in its own right. As long as, long as you're controlling someone, it really doesn't matter if they're on their back or against the fence. Control is control. I mean, it all counts the same. Uh, and it, it literally does with DraftKings, right? They will score you holding somebody against the cage as control time. You gonna spend? Is there a world where you spend ninety two hundred dollars on Carol Roaster and DraftKings? Um, no. And you know what's surprising too? I was looking at the tap topology and who people are picking. The only other more confident pick on this card than Carol Rosa is uh, Mikhaev over Malcolm Gordon at ninety seven percent, percent, ninety seven percent, and Carol Rosa is at ninety three percent. The second most confident pick on the card. That's which is, I get insane. It. I get it. I guess. But. I I don't. I get, obviously, we're both picking her to win. And first of all, if not, if people, if the collective people, 97% of them think that she wins. I guess that's what that's saying. That's 93. saying 97% of people think she wins. That doesn't mean, whatever. 93% of people think she wins. Not that people think she wins this fight 93% of the time. No, yeah, it's exactly right. But yeah, still, so I guess that is. I mean, it's like a, a women's MMA match. I know, but this is a it, women's MMA match that can go to the judges, and we all know judges are idiots. I almost dropped a hard F word right there, but I realized it's just live. We yeah, got we got to tone back the cursing. No, not we, you. Um, yeah. So I, I think Carolosa wins minus three thirty three. I think that's super wide. I think she should be a two to one. Lena's last performance was not great, but she has worlds. Of combat experience she is older but she's tough she's not somebody you just put away the time she's been finished she was taken down it was on the ground so we're both on the same side here are you spending ninety two hundred dollars on Carlos and DraftKings? uh oh hell yeah yeah i i, I can't wait to have this her just ruin my absolute perfect lineup with her <laughs> 30 point performance no she's not in my lineup yeah, no. That this there's 13 fights to pick from, 26 fighters. You know it's fun. You know it's funny. Speaking of DraftKings, real quick, um, I don't know if Mr. Savage level 9000 is in here. He's usually in here on the live streams. I joined a random league, and the first person underneath my name is his name. I don't know if you can see That's it. That's funny. I was like, holy, I was like, holy shit! I know that name. So don't take our advice and then beat me with our advice. I'd be very upset about that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Monkey Knife Fight, 115 strikes to 65. I'm not touching that either. If you guys want to give Monkey Knife Fight a try with the strike lines, go for it. I'm not touching that. 115 to 65, like that's a wild gap. And all it's going to take is Lena Landsberg to get a few clinches going, and that's not going to be so wide anymore. What do you think? I mean, that Sarah McMahon fight was like a little bit wild, and she landed 92. So I'm looking at this one. I think it's a less-less. I think they're just holding on to each other for for 15 minutes. So, if anything, I think it's a less-less. I mean, it is still a women's MMA fight with but, two but Lena, mostly strikers. But Lena doesn't even want to – she doesn't want to strike, though. She literally just wants to hold people. Just hold people. The Elbow Queen. Oh, the Elbow Queen. Is that her nickname? <laughs> yeah, it's her nickname. It's really hard not to cuss right now. I'll tell you. I don't like <laughs> All right, well – uh, we're both on the Carol Rosa side, but neither one of us are going to do anything with that information other than watch the fight and move on with our lives. Yeah, don't don't bet it. You know, what's funny is people immediately were like, you said don't bet on women's MMA, and then you put a woman in a 10-unit parlay. I was like, well, yeah, you got me there. Yeah, but in fairness, it's called the spite parlay. The hate parlay. The hate parlay. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute Extreme. when we get to it. Extreme. Next up. 
at UFC 280, we have Muhammad Makayev taking on Malcolm Gordon. Muhammad Makayev, only 7-0 in his career so far. 4-0-1 in his last five. He's riding a two-fight UFC win streak. Malcolm Gordon, 14-5 overall. 3-2 in his last five. And he's coming off two wins in a row. So Malcolm Gordon able to sort of right that ship. Malcolm Gordon's a black belt. He does have some solid striking. His chin is a little bit suspect. Uh, he has a nice high striking guard. He, you know, he comes forward, but he gets taken down. He literally has a 0% takedown defense. And he's fighting Muhammad Makayev, who has an insane, what is this average? 11.21 takedowns. Well, it says there he has a minutes. 44. Oh, grappling. Sorry. I was about to really get all over you right there. <laughs> I oh, saw no, the I'm, defense 44. I was like, hey, you idiot. No, that's but striking I'll, I'll defense. Yeah, yeah, um, Muhammad Makayev, insane amount of takedowns, right? He had 12 takedowns in his last fight. And there's two things to take away from that. One, this dude's his cardio is insane. He'll never stop shooting takedowns, ever. But two, there's there's Not zero ever. reason whatsoever somebody should be able to stand up on you 11 times. That's insane. That's insane. Oh, guys. in a 15 in a 15. Have you ever minute... have you ever tried to hold down a 12 year old? You know how hard, <laughs> how hard it is to hold down those little guys. They're squirmy, man. They are, I saw one a joke the other day. Would you rather fight? A hundred, no, 10, a hundred year olds or a hundred, 10 year olds. That's a, that's a big question. A hundred year olds. You want, yeah, I know a lot of people yeah. were saying a hundred, 10 year olds. And I think, crazy? I think I lose, I lose that 10 out of 10 times. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. I, swear, I don't make it, I don't make it past seven of them. Well, seven. Anyway, I think, uh, Muhammad Kayev absolutely is going to win this fight. He's a minus 1200 favorite as he should be. I don't think there's going to be many surprises here. I, we did see Muhammad Makayev get taken down by Cody Durden in his UFC debut. He submitted him, but he was taken down. Malcolm Gordon averages two takedowns per fight. It's not ridiculous if he shoots a takedown, but I just think Makayev does whatever he wants. So he's the obvious pick. He'll probably be your pick too. What are your thoughts? And I'll tell you what bet I do like. Uh, yeah, he is going to be my pick, but I, I'm the only one. I guess I'm the only one that broke down this fight saw the odds, and when I looked at the odds, they were like minus 600, minus 500, minus 600. And I looked at the odds, and I was like, I think these are wide. And they've doubled. They went to minus 1,200. And the only reason I say that is because Malcolm Gordon, yes, he can't get taken down, but is pretty good at scrambling. And once he ends up on top, you saw that against Figgy, he stays on top. He has very, very good top pressure. So any sort of weird scramble, if McIve's on his back, I think Gordon can almost control those positions. And if he starts controlling those positions, all of a sudden, this is a very interesting fight. And even on the feet, I feel like Malcolm Gordon is super, super explosive. I mean, he comes in with like flying, running knees, Superman punches. I mean, he does some wild stuff. And also it takes his one, I know these are little dudes, but also it takes his one shot. To knock somebody down. So, yeah, Makayev is a play. He should dominate on the ground. But I'm just saying, there is a world where Malcolm Gordon comes in and, and, and does some weird shit. So, but yeah, Makayev is a play and he's in parlays and all, all, sorts, of, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, and I think I think you and I completely, uh, I think we're split on this. I like the over one and a half here. Mah Mah Muhammad Makayev is a grappling finisher, meaning he's not knocking people out. That's not his thing. He's just grappling, taking you down. If he can catch you in a submission, he will. So, okay, fine. Like, that makes him dangerous to certain people. But Malcolm Gordon is a BJJ black belt and a pretty good one at that. I think this goes over one and a half. 
I got no problem well, with that. I, I, I the, genuinely the issue think is, it's going to go over. The one issue now. is, and you brought it up, Makai's last fight, he couldn't finish that guy who's not a, a grappler at all. The the difference is that guy was fighting not to get submitted, basically. He was he was basically fighting not to get submitted. Where Malcolm Gordon's going to come in, he's going to try to win the fight. And when you're yeah. trying to win the fight and in scrambles and get too aggressive, that's when people get caught in submission. So that's why I feel it's a little bit different in this fight. Malcolm Gordon's aggression is going to hurt him, not only in the takedown defense, because he's going to be coming with the strikes and the timing, but also in the scrambles as well. Yeah, I mean... That was well said, too. I, I mean, I nailed wow, that. Wow, look that at was, you, yeah. You're very shit. well spoken. Absolutely. Uh, from, the, from the gutters of Indiana to look the at you on a podcast. I actually told a story in Discord today. I grew up rough because <laughs> we had a uh, an ice... You know, the ice maker? And it has, it has uh, cubed and crushed. My dad did not let us use crushed ice because it was going to burn out the motor. So I just spent my entire childhood with just cubed ice. It's, Is that really a thing? It's going to burn out the motor. Uh, that's what he said. I don't know. That's absurd. Just like when he leaves, when we, when he puts food in a Tupperware container, he leaves it on the counter to get to room temperature before he puts it in the fridge because he feels like the fridge is going to have to work harder. If you put warm food in it. And your last name's not Weinstein. No. Goldberg. Not. No. Shmooley. Anyway, um, $9,600. You, know you know what's funny about that is a little tangent here. You said Weinstein, and I was thinking of Harvey Weinstein. I was trying to make that connection. I was trying no. to make like, what no. does it like? Whoa. And then, then I got it. But yeah, yeah when you, that you first go. name, I was like, what the hell is going on here? Muhammad Akai of $9,600 in DraftKings, 100%. 100% worth that money. Absolutely. Every world. Yeah, if it's a decision, he's going to score 9 million points. And if there's a stoppage, then you score a bunch of points. Like, he's worth $9,600. 100%. Yeah. I'm actually upset that Magomed fight dropped because I had them stacked up with some good underdogs, some live underdogs, I thought. And I had the best. I had the. I had literally had the best DraftKings lineup I've ever seen in my life. But. It, I, I, uh, I. Well, I guess we're not going to break that fight down. I. When I broke that fight down on Sunday, I compared him to Victor Henry. I'm like, he should win. He's the better fighter here. But there's a very long layoff, a lot of weird stuff going on. He might be your Victor Henry parlay buster. So I'm not touching him in well, parlays or bets, but I did have him in my DraftKings before. It except he he's the one with the experience, and the other kid was 19 years old, UFC debut. I get stuff, it. So. I just, you know, after the victory. I mean, that guy went toe-to-toe. To, he knocked out Fizayev and then went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Brad Riddell. Knocked, I mean, those he are the, didn't those knock are the out Fizayev. Yeah, he did. He knocked out Fizayev. Yeah. Like seven, six or seven years ago. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, you, you made it sound. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Sorry. I'm thinking Brad Riddell in his last fight. That's sorry. No. My bad. Yeah, Jesus bad, Christ, bad. I was like, what the fuck? No, no, I was oh, thinking Brad Riddell. Anyway, yeah. we're way off topic. It's not even this. This, this, really take, this is supposed to be short and sweet. This podcast, <laughs> not structured, is going to be five hours long. It is structured. Anyway, um, so Muhammad Akayev, absolutely 100% should be in your DraftKings lineup. Listen, anybody who's not a premium member and you do DraftKings, become a premium member because we give you DraftKings ownership projections. So every single fight on this card, they're projected ownerships. If you're doing large tournaments, that's obviously very important. We have a DraftKings optimizer, which will build you a lineup. It'll build you 150 lineups. And we have full fighter rankings. So every single fighter in every single price category will be ranked. So when you're building a lineup, you can, you know, who you think should go in there, what your budget looks like, jump into those rankings. And have we have our biggest favorite, our, our fade of the week, and all sorts of content specific 
to DraftKings, and that's all wrapped in under the premium umbrella. It's $10 a month for that, the bets, and everything else. We on picks.com. Click become a member. Somebody asked, am I locked into a two-year contract? No, it's, it's month to month, which I thought was a funny question. What? Uh, that's how I get my checks month to month. Um, can you mod Kim real quick? The first of the month? Right. I can't. I'm, I don't have YouTube open. I can't. Can't you do it? Right. No, I can't. But um, it needs to okay. happen. Okay, I'll do it now. Um, I think uh, I don't know how to do it. Oh, I have to do it on the back end and stuff. Her name is. I, think, just I think you just click Kim. her name in the chat. You should be able to just it's, click and make mod or something. It's not. I can't do it, do but that. it's not letting me just click her name and that, that like that's not a thing. Yeah, the three dots on the right side, not her name. Oh. Three dots. Add moderator. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Kim is now moderator. Here we go. We got we got Papa in here trying to do yeah. the internet. <laughs> Welcome to adulthood. All right, and guys, we are cleaning up the. Uh, there's some toxic people we've banned, and I don't even care. Like you want to disagree? Of course, that's what this is all about. If everybody agreed, this show sucks. No problem disagreeing. I don't even care. We're like, eh, that pick's kind of trash. It's like there's some people that come in here that just live for the negative and they drag you guys down. Just, you know, that's just not going to happen. So uh, clean it up or you'll get the hell out of here. I do not care. Speaking Brandon, of. Speaking of toxic people, Brandon with the $2 super this chat. piece of shit. Which fight gets the Victor Henry treatment? You mean who's the parlay buster? Um, I don't know because a lot of these uh, heavy favorites should probably be that favorite. overrated piece of full <laughs> El Muhammad. I'll be honest with you. I mean, he's not the favorite. I understand that, but there's so many people, and I just no. It's to like say who's it. the, I'll be honest with you. I just wanted to say it. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like who's a good a good size favorite? I might be Nikita. I mean, Krylov. it could be Piotr Jan. I mean, if actually, Sh- it could Sugar be. comes in. I mean, Sugar it comes could in be and does what he says he's going to do. I mean, that's actually, the most. That literally is the most unknown right. situation because you have no idea if Sugar's going to come in and not be that guy, or if he comes in and he could come we'll, in we'll and be that, that guy. We'll talk about that fight when we get to that fight. Yeah, I we'll mean, he could, fight, he could be that guy. We'll get there. We'll talk about that. then. Uh, the last thing is these monkey knife fight strike line. This is another tricky line. So, monkey knife fight. If you don't know what that is, it's daily fantasy, and all you need to do is say more or less on how many strikes total strikes, not significant. Just how many strikes, pitter-patter, everything, are landed in that fight. 45 for Makayev, 24 for Malcolm Gordon. Those are very low numbers for perspective. But Makayev doesn't, like, it's a ton of grappling. A ton. He's not really, there's not even time to land punches. So he's just diving at legs. What do you think? Uh, Makayev's one of those dudes that could come in and try to, like, show off his striking I mean, he could. He's one of those guys that's so confident in everything he does. He could just abandon the grappling altogether and try to win a fight striking because he gets like bored. I mean, that's how good he is and how good he, how confident he is. So, yeah, that's what scares me about this. Is he could come and dance because he does dance around a little bit and throw some strikes. But um, that's the only thing that really worries me. Which sounds stupid, but it literally that's a thing sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm so dominant that they just want to show off other aspects of how they fight. You saw Chimaev do it. I mean, that is true. Yeah, against Gilbert Burns, he should have just taken him down and ended it, and he didn't. I'm not going to touch it, uh, especially with Monkey Knife Fight. I'm a big Knockout Kings fan instead, so I'm not going to touch that. But if you guys want to mess with it, if you go to weonpicks.com slash MKF, they'll match your deposit. So if you give them 50, they'll give you 50. You give them 100, they'll give you 100. Take that free money, play with some of these lines, and if you lose it, who cares? It wasn't even your money. And if you win, great. You won some more money on top of the free money that they gave you. Next up, 
at UFC 280, we have Armin Petrosian taking on AJ Dobson. Armin Petrosian, 6-2 overall, 3-2 in his last five. He is coming off that grappling heavy loss to Caio Baraljo. You're going to hear his name a lot. He fought everybody on the everybody at 185 on this card. He fought literally and and beat literally. AJ and Dobson looked great doing it too. <laughs> yeah, AJ Dobson's six and one overall, four and one in his last five, and he's coming off the grappling heavy loss to Jacob Malkoon. So two guys coming off grappling losses. It should be an interesting fight. I like Armin in this fight. Uh, he's a two to one favorite, and you know, frankly, if you only watched his two UFC wins, I get. Like, the dude looks good in his wins. He plants his feet. He lets his hands go. He is an animal as a striker. And he's got a really good get-up game, really good scrambling. But that last fight's a little worrisome. Like, Kyle Barallo just, like, dominated him with the minutes. Just takedown, control, no big deal whatsoever. And we hadn't really seen that happen to Armin before. A.J. Dobson's not really a grappler, but he can grapple. What's his takedown average? Almost one per fight, so he can grapple. If well, you just saw is, Armin's... What? I mean, that, that AJ stat is based on one takedown in the contender series, and that takedown was like... They like were both falling to the ground, and he like ended up on top. It wasn't like a wrestling... And that was my biggest sure. question mark going to this fight, was is AJ, can AJ Dobson wrestle? Because I have no idea if he can, if he if can wrestle. I, there's some regional fights where he's had some actual takedowns. Like actual takedowns. Okay, yes. I, I didn't get that yes. deep. I just know the takedown that I saw, and I've seen the submission wins as well, but the takedown I saw was like, okay, that's not really a takedown. Can he actually... And Armin, to his credit, he doesn't have bad takedown defense. I mean, and once he's on the ground, he's hard to submit. Right, he knows what he's doing. He just can't get back to his feet. But his takedown defense, I don't think, looks like terrible, terrible. You know, and it's got to be something he's got to be working on constantly. I would think <laughs> it's, because it's he knows not how even, to strike. His takedown defense is just okay. It's really his uh, his get up game is phenomenal. He will scramble and stand up on anybody that isn't Kyle Barallo for the most part. Like he really works his way up, and then he he makes you pay. He'll start blasting away, and and you know he's almost uh, there. What I like about him is he accepts I'm probably going to be taken down here. So I'm just going to let my hands go. I'll probably be taken down. I'll work my way back up. He's not like afraid to throw. I think I think AJ's going to st- I literally think that this is going to be a striking match. I see this differently. I, I just see that AJ, the way I've seen him strike, I think he's going to have success early, and he's just going to stick with the uh, striking. I think he's going to pay for it later because he does have really quick, nice hands, um, those tight little combinations he throws, but a um, little flat-footed for me against a, a guy like Armin. But I think he stands with him. Obviously, he should wrestle, but you know, I think he. I think it's a, a striking match. And I hope oh, it so is because I have Armin. Who so do you I, think I hope wins? It is. Oh, well, I have Armin because yeah, I, yeah, I think okay. I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm more confident in most people because I think it's a striking match and Armin should dominate. But if all of a sudden he's getting taken down, now it's you know it's the red flag. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so we're both on the Armin side here, but this is one of my least confident favorites. Actually, so somebody asked earlier who's the parlay buster. It might be Armin Petrosian. This is absolutely a fight where a two-to-one if... favorite could – this and Nikita Krylov are my least confident two-to-one favorites. Oh, I, love, uh, I love Nikita. In, in yeah, we'll break down that fight but, uh, when we get there. Yeah, I, don't, I, um, I don't know if people are that high on – I don't think I even have any action. I think it's the only fight I don't have action on just because I don't know – you're right. It, there is a little bit of an unknown, so you don't really know – I guess if you don't know where to put your money, you don't know where the fight's going to go, so that's probably a good prediction. That's I mean, excellent job, Angelo. Excellent See? job. I, thank you so much. You're thank doing you. really well. You're I'm, hanging I'm in just, there. I'm starting to put it together. I just, 
I'm just so thankful you allow me to be on your show. I really, you know, I, those practice sessions every Sunday night are paying off. I mean, three, Thank four you. hours we sit here and we go over the script over and dry over runs. and over. Yeah, and, uh, dry rubs, runs. Oh, I was gonna say that's usually Saturday night. That's that's usually Saturday night, not Sunday night. You know what I mean? Okay, so dry handy for Jacob. Uh, $9,100 in DraftKings. Probably that's a, that's a tricky one because he can win by stoppage. Armin can do that. That's what Armin does, but he's not a guy I'm spending $9,100 on. I'm not going to do it. Not on this card with such heavy grapplers and grapplers always score really well in DraftKings. Yeah. That's a great point is, is, is about grapplers. And there's even underdogs that are grapplers as well. Um, you might see more Armin in more people's lineups now that the uh, Magomed fight dropped. I mean, people are going to be looking for those those finished guys. So Stoppage guy. This could be, yeah. So, um, But no, he's not my lineup. Yeah, I mean, frankly, I do think there is a stoppage here. Um, you know, A.J. Dobson can throw some heat. Armin Petrosian is a solid striker. I just, I, my, hold on. You're going to wait. You're going to put that down and you're going to wait. Will you forget <laughs> that I have my hand up? Because sometimes teachers do that. I won't forget. Rewind. Um, so, uh, I like both of these guys for monkey knife fight, knockout Kings. Cause I think one of them could put the other one out. The, the reason I don't like Armin at $9,100 is because I think he can get put out, right? Like I, you know, for DraftKings, I mean, AJ Dobson throws heat and he's fast and he's athletic and he mixes in his power and his speed. Jesus Christ. Yes. You forgot. Well, I was going to say, wasn't, I was literally still talking. Well, I was going to say to that point, you were starting to beat me to my point, and I panicked a little bit because I was going to tell you that AJ Dobson's <laughs> in my DraftKings lineup because I think, you know, if he gets the wrestling and he's got fast hands too, uh, I think $7,100, he's one of those rare you know, live dogs. There's only a few of them on this card, honestly. There's not and, many, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's one of those rare ones, and it's a decent value, so he's in my DraftKings lineup. Before you could say he's good value. I, yeah, I think he's solid value. You need a couple underdogs in a DraftKings lineup, and... Like I said, I think Monkey Knife Fight, Knockout Kings, uh, either one of these guys. Uh, I, honestly, you can do both. So if you don't know what that is, go to weonpicks.com slash MKF. You can pick any three fighters on the entire card, including two fighters that are fighting each other. Any three you can pick. And if one of them wins by knockout or TKO, you get 25% net profit. It's essentially free money. We hit it last week. We've, I think I actually missed the week before. We hit like 20 in a row. Like it's, it's essentially free money. Because you can, any three fighters, including two, that are fighting each other. So I wouldn't mind throwing both these guys in here. The Monkey Knife Fight strike line, 72 to 61. I think it's a less-less. I, I really do. Like, they could just swing at each other and go at it for three full rounds. But I think it's a less-less. Uh, I think they'll start to slow down after the first if there's not a stoppage. And ultimately, I think there's a stoppage. What do you think? Yeah, God bless you for it. Okay. Thank you so much, here. Real quality stuff from you today. Well, I got we got the, all these donations. I got really distracted. Oh, I didn't see those yet. I'm still here. So uh, somebody said, I want to see Sean V and Swivy. Uh, Sean V's been banned, by the way. So Bye, he's been booted. <laughs> Kid, the, the guy is just Bye, such buddy. a freaking nightmare. We kicked his ass out of here. He's gone. Super chat from Luis Rodriguez. Dariush by Stoppage. Lock of the week. Great content as always. So uh, thank you very much. Genuinely appreciated Luis. Luis is always in here. Luis is always dominating or uh, donating. It might, it might just be Luis. We're just like, you know, ethnicing it uh, up. But I think it's Luis. Thank you very much. Genuinely appreciate it. And the $20 super chat from Pepe 
Silva, how much does it cost a week to be wow, a pre-member? Wow, look at that. Pre- he's doing it for you, doing the work for I you. I appreciate you so much. So Pepe Silva, this $20 that you just sent, eight weeks of premium member. Eight weeks of premium membership. And you know why? Because it's only $2.50 a week. I should fi- figure out the math for math. me. I mean, for, that, holy shit. I mean, that was quick Do the math. daily math. It's less than a dollar a day, Jacob. Less than it's a less cup than of coffee a day. It's 30. Is it 33 cents a day? 10 divided by 30. That's that's, uh, cheaper than doing some laundry. 33 cents a day. My goodness. You can't even go to the arcade and play Tetris twice a day. What can you do with 33 cents? Nothing. I bought a cigarette off a You can get some successful bets at weonpicks.com. What? (laughs) You bought some Lucy's? No, I bought a cigarette off a bum one time for 33 cents. A Lucy? Congratulations. Go to jail for that. Next up, at UFC 280, we have Abubakar Nurmagomedov taking on Gatsi what was that? Omar Gajayev. What was that name? It's Abubakar. Abubakar. Okay. No, it flowed so well off your tongue. I just I want to hear it again. Oh, this isn't 2021, Angelo. I, I, I got all the names. I got all the names. That's part of that Sunday practice. <laughs> taking on Gatsi Omar Gajayev. See? With the radio voice and everything. Um, Abubakar is 16 and three overall, two, two and one in his last five. He is coming back after a year and a half away. He's taking on Gadzi Omar Gajayev. No, I screwed up that time. 13 and one overall, four and one in his last five. His first loss of his career. That's what he's coming off. And he Not quit. great for him. And he yeah, was no. a A1 quitter. Literally yeah. a A1 quitter he was losing well, the fight got kneed in the head and was like get me the fuck out of here yeah it wasn't a great loss coming off uh, against kyle who we we love talking about in this card but uh it's an interesting fight right because if you didn't see godzi fight kyle he'd be the pick he'd be the favorite frankly he straight up would be the favorite if you went well, back in time and he was still 13 and oh and that fight just didn't exist he'd be the favorite well they probably wouldn't be fighting because it's different weight class angelo I get it. He's moving down after that, but you get my point. Well, um, I, I don't like playing hypotheticals. Oh, here we go. Anyway, um, that was at 185 pounds. This is obviously at 170. Godzi's coming down. You know, frankly, I get why Abubakar is the favorite. He's going to be bigger. He's got, you know, all the tools, and we just watched Kayo take um, Godzi down, control him for 10 Minutes, Abubakar can obviously wrestle. Just look at his last name. I, you know, but with that being said, Godzi at 170, I'm going to wait for the scale just to really make an official, official pick. But I like Godzi a lot. I think he's very good. That last fight was not a good look. And if he looks good on the scale, ready to go, cardio, like all that stuff, Godzi's going to be my pick for sure. I think he's one of the best undercards, but underdogs i just don't i don't know what he's gonna look like coming down in weight that's a 85 to 70 is a it's a decent size cut like that's i mean that's why i do that uh actually it's not too bad for me i'll be honest with you i go down to i can go to 170 from 185 in a weekend we didn't forget about your donation we're just doing this and then we'll get to it um the the biggest question mark here and if, if people have been tuning into the live streams that there's people in the chat right now that that know what i'm about to say about the live streams is there's 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 four things that we know um, you don't do an MMA. You don't bet on heavyweights. 
You don't bet on women's MMA. We know, we've learned on the live streams now that if you have just a mustache, you will lose. I think the last four or five people that sported just mustache. And if you have chest hair, you also lose unless you have back hair as well. They cancel each other out. So if you are sporting chest hair without back hair, you are going to lose the fight. From these pictures, it's basically going to come down to who is going to come in clean shaven. Maybe it's the weight cut, right? Maybe he's cutting weight. He's trying to Neither cut every one of these guys whatever. would be clean shaven. Look at I those I think that Gazi could come in looking baby <laughs> oil up, slick, and then he's going to dominate this fight. But if they both Absolutely. have chest hair, it's going to come down to their skills and abilities. And Abu is much more of the slow pace, technical, go-through-the-motions type guy, which I think can win this fight. But as you mentioned, Gaji is a wild dude. He is the definitely the way more dangerous guy in this matchup. So I got to go with the safer pick and the safer play, especially because of the weight cut coming uh, for Abu. So he is my pick for this fight. But I got money on Gaji. I mean, I got, I got money on Gaji in a certain way for premium members. But um, I got money on Gaji, and uh, if he wins, I'll, I'll be ecstatic, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I'm really just going to wait for the weigh-ins. I'm going to wait just to see what that looks like. He might look like he's about to die. He might look fantastic. And, you know, he's a he's a decent sign under, underdog, and he'll remain that way. I, I will be – those lines move fast after weigh-ins, guys. So if you're like me and you're going to be watching the weigh-ins, they move fast. Like people literally are sitting there waiting to submit the bet. They see somebody looks good, they send it. So they uh, honestly – me at a bar on a Friday night because my name is Lines too. Do you get it? Fast lines. So stupid. Uh, $5 from I0, Ban Lewis. Why Game would I ban Lewis? Champ. Camera uh, Future Champ. Oh, Lewis he is said talking. Darius. He said, oh, is he? Camera. Camera. Uh, thank we you very much for the super chat. We'll get Game to that fight, I do believe. Camera will win the fight. Camera will win the fight. Luis Rodriguez with the 499. Buy I zero some knee pads for when he is with Camera. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> We've got quite the battle brewing in the live chat here. Ooh. <laughs> 499 from Luis Rodriguez. Buy I zero some knee pads for when he is with Camera. I don't understand Ooh. that. Don't Do explain it. So basically, <laughs> uh, what happens is Cameron's okay. gonna he's gonna be like in Do a not, position. Dude, sit down. <laughs> this is the dad voice. Um, DraftKings eighty seven hundred seventy five hundred. You need underdogs in your lineup. I think Godzi at seventy five hundred dollars is phenomenal. Uh, I'll wait. Yeah, he's in. Um, no, he's not. He was in a lineup by Bill. I think he was in my lineup with um, with Magomed. But yeah, I agree. I think he's I think he's pretty good pretty good value because Abu's not a, a finisher in his own right. I mean, he, de- he has finishes obviously, but Correct. I mean, he just wants to slowly strike to get to gr- boring grappling, could be like grappling. So yeah, I think it's a good play. Yeah, is your is your hey, like better win? Is your right. better win inside the distance decision no action on Godzi? I mean, I'm trying to. I'm trying to hide some. I'm stuff. not going to hide everything from everybody. I'm trying is to get. It is? I'm trying Let's to get premium the... memberships. I'm trying to get people to like the stream right now. But yeah, it is. Okay, what were the odds on that? I might just do that right now as we're talking. Uh, they were. I got it. I'm at looking now. Yeah, let me see. Plus one fifteen. I don't know what they are now. That's solid. It should shit. be. I mean, it should be minus money. It should. So if you don't know, tell people what that bet is. Why I look it up. 
That's still plus 115. Yeah, inside the distance decisional action, I think, is a great play for this since we're giving the bed away. Uh, Abu is a guy that's in the striking is, is pretty plus slow. And, oh, never mind. Sorry. And, and not anything crazy. In the grappling, yes, he can get takedowns, but he's more of a just kind of grind you. Uh, kind of like a, a blow Muhammad. Just lay and pray. Very overrated fighter, blow Muhammad. We all know he's going to lose that fight. But Abu is kind of that same fighter, not a dangerous guy, where Godzi is the much more dangerous fighter. If he wins inside the distance, you get paid. If Abu wins a decision, you get your money back. If Godzi wins a decision, you still get your money back. You can still get you can still get plus money on him. Um, and and if Abu wins a boring decision, you're just gonna get your money back. I think it's a great play. There's a, there's another fight like that as well. Stay tuned. Become a premium member to see my other one. That accent. And OnlyFans.com/slash so the freckled salamander to see the really other one. That would be funny if like. It's a it's a bit, but that would be funny if like you really did have an OnlyFans, and I'm just and not and not like it. an ironic one, like what the, what's that nerd? Oh, Chase Hooper. Yeah, not like that, like an an actual like. Eh. And I'm just I'm just reeling it in. And anybody in who chat, like, and everyone's in the chat's like, yeah, he's right. I mean, it, that thing's a hog. You know what I mean? Anybody who um, lives in Texas, you see those the Texas hammer. You've seen those stupid commercials. That stupid lawyer, that annoying ass lawyer. Yeah, the Texas hammer. That's that's your you should. I flop that thing on the table. The Texas hammer. <laughs> um, okay. The Sean V commenting here is not the Sean V. This is just some Muppet clown that changed his name for some reason. Just like no, Angelo's I truck. It, I, I think it actually is. I think it actually is the way he's right. I think that it actually is. He's been banned. It can't be. It's a different, I know, but it's a different thing. I'm just saying. Well, whatever. Anyway. Um... <laughs> I like $7,500 in DraftKings for Gadzi, Omar Gajayev. Um, Monkey Knife Fight, 62 to 51. Man, that's another really tough strike line. What do you think? Uh, it's probably more and more. I think Gadzi's going to bring out the strikes in this in this matchup. So, And total strikes, even in the grappling, I think there's going to be strikes to get to takedowns, you know, soften people up, that sort of thing. So Yeah. See, Sean V said it is me, so it's got to be him because it said it's, he said it's him. Oh, okay. Well, I'll ban them all. I'll ban every single one of them. Not a problem. Not a problem. Um, guys, we on picks.com. Become a premium member. It's freaking $10. It's $10. 10 You guys did more in donations arguing with each other than it cost to be a premium Which, member. Which, by the way, I think that Luis came out on top of that exchange, to be honest with you. So. <laughs> I am... Angelo's purging chat. It's not that I'm purging chat. I'm just cleaning up. You know, listen, it's a bunch of um, bunch of people watch fights, love to argue, and I have no problem with that culture. But, like, some people are just 100% negative all the time. So now when I see, like, it's, it's okay if it's a comment that's, like, bad pick, I disagree. But when every single comment out of somebody's mouth is just some attacking not even us, but like other people that come. Like Sean V, that loser, would like 30 <laughs> seconds, 30 seconds after a fight, would go back to a comment from five days earlier and just like not jump even down our somebody's comments, just, yeah, yeah, just other some people. random person's comment. Yeah, just some random, this poor little 13 year old that commented on YouTube for the first time. I think Cubs Watson's going to win. And then Sean oh, V's so. like, hey, you fucking idiot, you stupid. How could you pick? Unreal. Oh, I see that, back in the game. And that's the culture that we're changing. So I literally banned his ass. And then uh, there was some other person that did the same thing. Like, oh, I, 
if I see a negative comment and I'm by my computer, I check every comment you've ever made. And if they're all negative, gone. I don't need that shit. We work too hard. There's too many good people here to let a couple of just literal. And when I say losers, I'm too old to call somebody a loser because they like look different. Or don't have my, like that's my if job. They, <laughs> if, the, if you bring nothing positive to this community, what are you doing here? I don't need you. See, ya. and I'm not even talking about money. Like, contribute with a positive comment or just a comment in general or just a like and a watch. But just like, if all it is is negative nonsense, I hate your guts. I zero with the five dollar super chat. Luis Rodriguez, don't be silly. I'll be di- Jesus Christ. I'll be diamond studying knee pads once I hit the game rock money line. That's you just leaned into it. I guess that's the way to go. That's the congratulations. Way to go. That's now it's over. Now now Luis has nothing to say. Can't come back from that. <laughs> he just won. All right. Anytime well, you make fun of yourself, you just win. I know how to play that. Been playing it my whole life. <laughs> Next up, at UFC 280, we have Zubaira Tukhugov taking on Lucas Almeida. Just call him Zuba. They call him Zuba. It's a lot easier than Zubaira for sure. Um, Zuba Tukhugov is 20-5 and five overall, 2-2-1 two, two and one in his last five, and he is coming off a decision win 10 months ago. A lot of these guys first fight back in a year, almost a year, two years. Lucas Almeida, 14-1 overall, 4-1 in his last five, coming off a KO win over Mike Trezano, which is not, Mike Trezano's very, very good. That was a that was a really nice win. So I think this entire fight, very simply, is going to come down to takedown defense. I think Almeida is the much better striker. It's not even close, like just world's. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Because okay, I made a I made a very I made a very bold statement about Zuba in his striking. Um and that was he reminds me and people are not gonna like this. You're not gonna like this at all. And I'm not saying he has the same power, okay? I'm just saying his striking, his in and out, the way he lands counter shocks looks just like if I close my eyes well, not close my eyes, but if I were to do one of these jobs and just see some footwork and some hands it looks like Conor McGregor to me. I mean, he literally, the way I watch him strike, he looks like Conor McGregor in the striking with his counter shots. Not the same power, but his in, that early Conor in and out style and then the step-off counters and stuff like that. I think his striking is very slick. I mean, it's definitely a more dangerous striker, but I think, I think Zuba's a, a, a very good striker. Yeah, I disagree. I don't think he's a very good striker, and I think they're just worlds apart. I don't think he's a bad, miserable striker, but I don't think he's very good, and I, I made his very good i think they're worlds apart that's why i think this is going to come down to takedown defense if this stays on their feet we agree almeida smokes him, right uh no i think it's back i mean zuba doesn't even really i mean he uses his wrestling but he's not a grapple first guy i mean he just stands he's not grapple throws. first i agree i completely agree but i'm uh, saying obviously if, obviously if they're if it stands on the feet that's almeida's best chance right and no, 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 not best chance he will win that fight i think i think it's more of a 60 okay, 40 Jacob, scenario. If oh, but but for Almeida. For Almeida, yeah. Because he's more dangerous striker. Zuba is a a decision striker. Almeida has never had a win that hasn't gone the I mean he's never gone to the distance in a win. He's very he is a finisher and I don't think that Zuba's going to be able to get the takedowns against Almeida too. I mean, I have Almeida winning this fight. So you you don't have to talk to me about Almeida. I think he wins this fight because he's a more dangerous striker. But there is definitely a world where Zuba comes in and wins a striking decision with his technicality over Lucas. That's all I'm saying. 
It's not a hundred percent guarantee. This is, to stay so you and I, you and I are. This is why it's important to listen to the words that we say, because many times, Jacob and I are on opposite sides of the pick, but we're saying almost the same things with just a little bit of a different read. And there's a lot of times, like even with Victor Henry, I fell into that Victor Henry trap. But if you listen to my breakdown, I was like, listen, I, I think Victor Henry's a little bit inflated here because he beat a bad Hani Barcelos. I don't think he's as good as you say, and blah, blah, blah. So that's important to listen to the words. This is one of the very few times where you and I, we don't even have the same read. I, I think well, Tukagov has trash. It's because I did my research and... Oh, is that what it is? That's what, that's what it is. Okay, well, I'm on the Tukagov side. You're on the Almeida side. Let's bet 100 bucks. I would love to do that, yeah. If you're going to give me odds. No, no. You're, do you, you want to make it more interesting? Well, what? I guess it's hard to say, like, if it stays on the feet because... Because that's if Zuba starts wrestling, that's I don't want that. I wouldn't, I, no. if it stays on the, yeah. Because you, you're the one that was saying, wait, you're on the, I'm arguing for Zuba, but I'm against Zuba. <laughs> what? I, 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 don't, know, I don't know why that. you're doing that. Because my, my, my overall point I'm just, was I'm Zuba. Just, I'm just putting a case up for my dude because he is a good striker. I think he's a good striker. My overall point is Zuba will lose the striking exchanges, go to his wrestling. He averages 2.5 takedowns per fight. Lucas Almeida has only a 50% takedown defense. I think that's how Zuba wins this fight. Takedowns and control. That's I how. think that's his best best path to victory. I agree. I think, But I, I don't think he's going to get the takedowns. But I think that he can win. I think if these guys stand with no... Ta- I, think this, I think if these guys kickbox for 15 minutes, I think Zuba wins that fight four out of ten times. I don't know. Okay. And you would say that 10. Almeida would win it 10 out of 10 times. That's our argument. Uh, yes, that is the argument. Yeah, that's, so. that, that's our argument. But I have Almeida, so I think he's more dangerous, and I'm going with him. So I just, I'm just i just trying to put some respect on Zuba's name. If he comes watch it, Zuba, hey, I got you, man. I don't know what this dude's doing up here. Uh, he's not watching what I'm watching. You got those slick hands, baby. So we bet in hundred dollars. I got Zuba. You got Almeida. Since you're you're so confident. I mean, this is this is like the closest fight, so we might as well. I, I'll take that. Okay. That's fine. But I have okay. more respect for Zuba than you. You have money on Zuba, and I have more respect on Zuba than you do. I only have money with you. I don't have a real bet in real life on him. I know, but I'm yes. saying, I, okay, yeah. just you're betting on a guy that I believe in more than you, which seems it feels weird to me right now. But with the, all right, so fine. So seventy nine hundred dollars. You love him in DraftKings, and you think he wins outright. He's dangerous. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's in my DraftKings. Okay. I think 8300 for Zuba is solid at DraftKings because DraftKings love grapplers, and that's almost uh, 8300 is almost even money. So I think uh, I think I like him in DraftKings. We'll see after weigh-ins. It's funny. So we have the obviously premium members. We have that DraftKings optimizer, which will build lineups for you. Inevitably, people will complain on like a Wednesday. It's not populated. First of all, the, the optimizer pre-populates with all the fighter names. Their projected scoring, so like the points they're projected to earn, and the projected ownership, and then it uses that information to build you a lineup. That's all useless. Like the numbers aren't final till after weigh-ins. So people using the optimizer on a Wednesday, it's stupid. It's useless. It's pointless. You gotta wait till stupid the fights idiots. are locked in. You gotta wait till the, the fights are locked idiots. in. Stupid idiots. <laughs> and uh, by six p.m. on Fridays is when it's a hundred percent done, locked in, ready to go. You can build one hundred and fifty dollars or one hundred and fifty lineups with just a couple like of me, clicks. Zuba looks like you. I'm just kidding. I was just gonna say Lucas Almeida. 
That one kind of looked the same? No. They're much larger than you. Huh? Yeah. They're 140. Can we take my shirt off? And we'll yes. see. We'll see. Yes, I do. You want to no, okay. both take our shirts off and see what happens? I'll do, we can both just flex real quick. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, you said both flex, but I'm not seeing it. Oh, okay. Bang. Ooh, oh, oh look. Is there a little, oh. little shadow in there? Did you paint that before ahead of time? You were ready Tiff, for this, get huh? Tiff, get the paint, light. Get the light. <laughs> anyway, um, Monkey Knife Fight Strike Line 58 to 70. Um, I, I, you know, I think this is a more or less situation because I think Zuba gets the takedowns, elbows, all those little pitter patters to get them, all that stuff. I don't see Lucas Almeida getting to 70 strikes. I think there's a lot of takedowns, a lot of control, all of that stuff. And, and, you know, frankly, let's just talk about how smart the live chat is. Angelo, to start the stream, we got, we do have to keep the cussing down. Angelo, 20 minutes in, putting on the screen. Jacob's up. <laughs> I just complete. Uh, $10 from iZero. I wish I could be here for Bilal versus Brady portion, but I got to go, boys. It's been fun. Luis Rodriguez, double G, nothing but love, brother. <laughs> GG means good. It's GG, good game. Like GG. <laughs> double G. <laughs> what a... I'm so loser, old. dude. I'm so Holy old. shit. Luis Rodriguez, double G. <laughs> Nothing but love, brother. But Gamrot, Gamrot future champ. I, comma, LL will be on the speed dial in the Discord with a weird line dot dot. Uh, not sure what that is. Double Thank you very G. much. Very, very, very appreciated. I didn't that's know. Why double, that's why we don't. Have, that's was, why we're not at ten thousand subscribers. I, mean, I didn't know. GG. That's why there, that game. literally is why there's only sixty-one likes on the stream because I mean, we obviously have it's, it's almost like three hundred live viewers right now. I it know. is nobody it wants to the like button. the stream because of stuff it's like a, that. <laughs> I don't even blame him anymore. All right, well, sorry, guys. Double my, G. My oldness is what keeps this contained, like structured, and how we get content seven days a week. And if you guys don't know, G-G. we've updated our content schedule. There is literally fresh content seven days a week now. Every single day of the week, we will either be live or dropping a new video. And honestly, thank you, Jacob, for stepping up and doing a little more because a lot of it, the live streams are all you now. And now you do a quick picks video. Appreciate it. You've really earned a lot your of fun. 5%. We have a lot more fun than we're having right now. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's not fun for me. Um, all right. It's going to take forever. It's not fast. And I, th- and I thought we did the first fight in like a minute and a half. So I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be a 30 no, minute live I mean, stream. This is, this is what happens with live streams. I literally, I'll do a live, like tomorrow's live stream. I'm going to try to talk about bets. We, we Last week. It was like an hour and a half of talking about. I think I talked about two fights. We talk about so much just random shit, just off on a tangent. It is crazy. Oh yeah, no, nothing I love more than seeing I you mean, on that's the not, Fight Pick channel. If, if, I was gonna say if that's not a sales pitch, I don't know what it is. Join tomorrow. We are not gonna talk about the fights, <laughs> and we're gonna open cards. We're gonna have yeah. a blast. Yeah, from Jacob's mom's basement. Next up. At UFC 280, we got Vulcan Ozdemir taking on Nikita Krylov. Vulcan Ozdemir, 18 and 6 overall, 3 and 2 in his last five. He's coming off that win over Paul Craig. Nikita Krylov, 28 and 9 overall, 2 and 3 in his last five. He's coming off that stoppage win over Alexander Gustafson. 
I do not understand this line. I talked about it in quick picks. I think Volkan Ozdemir can win this fight. I totally understand. Wow. He, I'm getting there. Okay. It should be just very easy because there's really only one path. I totally understand that he beat Paul Craig. Didn't look amazing doing it. But the reality is Nikita Krylov has... He hasn't looked amazing either. Everyone's like, oh, he looks so good while he was Paul Craig until he was submitted because he has horrific fight IQ, doesn't have great jujitsu defense, even though his wrestling is solid. And my issue is I think this fight should be a pick em. If I'm setting this line, it's like a minus 120, plus 100. Like it's and a that very be the last close line you would ever <laughs> set. Literally, I mean, that would be the last line you've ever set. And um, anyway. Uh, but my issue here is everybody is just giving Krylov all the credit in the world for beating a 40-year-old Gustafson who hadn't fought in three years and shouldn't be fighting. And and that's just inflated. There's too much recency bias here. This should be closer to a pick -em. I think Ozdemir, you know, frankly, he's got way more power. Can we agree on that? Cleaner striking and more power and a tougher competition levels. No. Well, you just add, I mean, you, I was about to agree with something, then you added like and five 86, more things that made no sense. And then 86% sense. takedown defense on top of it. And the only person that has ever taken Ozdemir down more than one time in a fight, Daniel Cormier. But yeah, Nikita Krylov spanks him. Right. I mean, I'm glad you said it. <laughs> that literally is what it comes down to. The only thing that Volkan has uh, over... Nikita is the power. You, you said power, and I was about to agree with you. Then you started rambling on about, oh, I don't know what, eating your ice cream. Um, but, yeah, and Nikita, I think, is better in the grappling. I think he's better in the wrestling. I think this is definitely a stand. I don't think there's going to be any wrestling. I don't think there's any, any grappling um, unless somebody gets hurt or, or feels the pressure of the other person, which could be uh, Vulcan. But Nikita is faster. And this comes down to a, a striking match, and Nikita, to me, has a cleaner, faster striking. And if he just kind of dances around and takes him, his time, he should be able to pick Vulcan apart, and then the bigger shots will be there to land. The issue is, as you mentioned, sometimes, sometimes Nikita just does stupid shit for no reason. So he could come in, stand in the pocket, try to knock out Vulcan like he did Gustafson, and then get knocked out. I don't see it happening. It shouldn't happen. But it could happen. And as you mentioned, Vulcan does have the power in this matchup. So I'm actually pretty confident in Nikita. I actually like the odds that they're playing at. I even took it a step further and did a minus three and a half on him because I, I think that he should be able to dominate every single round. He should well, the be only able to reason dominate that's every single not, round. The only reason that's not terrible is because um, I don't Vulcan's, think he'll dominate every single well, round. So I think there's, if too, he wins, not, there's a finish. If he wins, I think there's a finish. Well, even if it's, there's not a finish because Vulcan is tough, but Vulcan is so low volume that I don't have to worry about Nikita getting overwhelmed. Like we saw Victor Henry, we saw um, uh, Mana almost happen to him too as, as well. They, they almost got overwhelmed and lost rounds that way. I don't think I have to worry about that with Vulcan. I think Nikita is going to have the pace, pressure, and the volume. I just have to worry about Nikita maybe getting dropped around, right? Because Vulcan does have that power. That's the only thing that really scares yeah. me is he gets dropped, and now all of a sudden he just won a round, and now I'm screwed for my bet. So that's what I'm most worried about. Yeah, no, I, listen, I hear you. I think, um, you know, I like Ozdemir. I like $7,600. You need a couple underdogs. I think he's solid at $7,600. You're right, he is low volume. But he's a, he's a tough guy. He's got heavy hands, really good takedown defense. He's got the the better level of competition. He has fought better people. And Obviously, Gustafson's an all-timer, but Gustafson, you know, not, not when he fought Nikita Krylov. So I like Ozdemir. You like Krylov. And I'm not saying Ozdemir dominates. I, my, my bigger issue is I think this line is a little crazy. 
I think this does fighting good people matter if you don't beat them? Let me pull up his record. He has beaten good people. He has beaten better he people beat, than Nikita Krylov. First he beat of all, Latifi. The, okay, he uh, did Nikita Krylov beat Rocky? Paul Craig? I'm trying to remember. Did Nikita Krylov beat Paul Craig? No. Oh wow, you're gonna play the MMA math game. Okay, I am. He beat I mean, Alexander Racek. He lost Racic. to DC. He Dude, lost to Anthony Smith. He, he beat lost Alexander. Reyes. He, he beat Alexander Racek when he was Oncloth. twelve and one. Yeah, this is what I thought. He lost to Kelly Anunnanson. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I mean, who who's That's the last person to lose? I mean, Kelly Anunnanson. I mean, we all I managed, remember Crossface. I managed Kelly for a little while, actually. We all remember Crossface from from Reno, Nevada. You know, he had his okay. big wins against I know Kelly. Lens. I managed him for just a very small period of time when he was at American Top Team, and just what fight you know, did looking you get for him? fights. Got him a couple fights. I got to check. Let's I, see I what actually, fight. I honestly Let's have see. to look it up. It's been years. Hold Pal- on. Palmetto Boxing Promotions, Lions FC, Fight no, Time this, Twelve. We're going Bellator. 12 years. Twelve years. It was a Bellator fight. Hold on. Well, he fought Vulcan in Bellator, so you no, might have gotten Vulcan a loss. So you on. contributed to one of these. You believe in no, Vulcan, and you contributed that. to Please one of the losses for the fighter that you are picking. Jury and judge, I rest my case. Just shut up. Talk about DraftKings while I look this up, because now I'm curious, ma'am. Oh, Man. Uh, yeah, Krylov's probably in my life. Let me check it. $8,600, probably good value. Um, let me check. He's not in my lineup. This is actually lineup that I'm looking at right now. I'm not sure if it's actually my lineup. I don't remember setting this lineup because I feel like Krylov is pretty good value, but he's not in there. Right now I have TJ, Dobson, Islam, Mikhaev, Godzi, and Pyotr Jan. He's not in my lineup. I feel like it's pretty good value, though. $8,600, it's a lot of money. It's a lot I mean, of money. You're the one that anyway, said that if he gets a, if he wins, he's probably gonna get a finish. So, uh, and and, he'll, and he will likely get finished in a loss as well because that's his thing too. Loves getting finished, loves it. Um, Sixty-four to fifty-seven in monkey knife fight. What do you think? Less, more maybe, but probably less, less. I guess I don't know. It's hard telling. Chris is getting, are, getting Chris sneaky is getting, with those lines. He is getting sneaky with the lines, which is why I prefer Knockout Kings for Monkey Knife Fight. So if you don't know what Monkey Knife Fight is, it's daily fantasy. All you do is say more or less on strike lines. Frankly, I've been staying away, unless those lines are like stupid bad, which they have not been. I, you know, I prefer the Knockout Kings. You pick any three fighters. If one of them wins by KO or TKO, you get paid. Two, you get paid even more. Three, you get paid a fortune, but that would be stupid because if you can pick three people on a card that are going to win by knockout, just bet them in a, on a gambling site, not a prop bet or a daily fantasy. But anyway, I would, I would choose Caitlin Chukagian, Bilal <laughs> Muhammad. Get it? Because those are people that suck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're typical Jacob. Anyway, we own picks.com slash MKF. You want to sub for Nunky Knife Fight? They'll instantly match your deposit. And uh, I encourage you to check out premium membership. Weonpicks.com. At the top, click become a member. You get bets, fantasy information, picks, everything. The minute we do it, you can link it with your Discord so you can get instant alerts to your phone. And we are constantly adding features, constantly adding functionality. Uh, Josh and I, Josh is the web guy, we are trying to figure out how to get you guys on the show. 
So we're trying to figure out a way where premium members can almost call in or show Just up on the show. Here. I'll put your number. Like I'm going to put Angelo's show. number in the chat. Everyone who wants to call in can FaceTime him. And I'll just hold it to the screen. No, but we're, we're trying to figure that out. We're just trying to add more and more for premium members. It's $10 a month. And we're going to, you know, it's it's already the best value in MMA just with the amount of stuff you get. And we're literally never going to touch that price point. You really put my number in there. All right. That's not great. I think that we can trust. I think that we can trust the chat. <laughs> I think that it's fine. Unless Sean V sees it. Which then one of these dorks do you think is the first one to be like, is this Angel? Because <laughs> it's always a dork at first. Always. Your voicemail. Hello. You have reached and then it's a Then it's a penis pick for sure. Right after it. First is a dork. Like, hello. <laughs> Giggle hang up. Then dick pick. And then it's Sean V. Hey, Angelo. Just sitting in the That's bathtub. That's not his voice. You think that Muppet has a voice like that? Absolutely ha- not. Hands Start over. Setting, setting on the bathtub, eating my mac and cheese. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, that's probably. Mom made mac and cheese, Angela. I've never seen somebody crave more negative attention in my entire life. It's embarrassing. It is. Weird. Anyway, next up at UFC 280, we have Mahmoud Muradov taking on Kyle Baralho. We've talked about Kyle Baralho a few times on this fight card. He has beaten everybody at 185 that he's even looked at in the UFC and we'll see what happens in this fight. But Mahmoud Muradov is 25 and seven overall four and one in his last five. He's coming off that loss to Gerald Mearshart, Kyle Baralho, 12 and one overall five and zero in his last five. He's got four wins in the UFC. I like Kyle Baralho here. I love Kyle Baralho here. He's just proving he can do whatever he wants to do to basically anybody. He's beaten strikers. He's beaten other grapplers. He's, not only is he taking people down, but he's dominating. He's dominating. Like, he's a Brazilian who wrestles like a Russian and then grapples like a Brazilian. Like, it's he incredible a, what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. In the, middle, in the middleweight division, he is as good of wrestler and grappler as um, Darren Till is, is at striking. I mean, and when you look at the 185 division, you see the top striker and Darren Till in that division and the top – and I think those guys eventually are going to fight for the title probably at the end of next year because I do think that Kayo is that good. He can be – I mean, the way that he's beating people and convincingly beat people. Oh, Tom I mean, he could, be in, he, could be a, he could be a title shot by the end of next year, literally, in, in that division that's already pretty stacked with people and a lot of contenders in that division. I think that he is that good, and it's going to come down to every single fight is going to be, is this the guy that can beat Kyle? Can this guy beat Kyle? And Muradov on the feet can beat Kyle. Right, if he is able to somehow keep this fight standing, he is wild enough and, and powerful enough that he is definitely going to have a live puncher's chance on the feet versus Kyle. But the second, the second this hits the mats, I mean, that's like trying to stand and bang with Ter- Darren Till. You're going to get if you stand in front of Darren Till, you're going to get knocked out. If you go to the ground with Kyle, it's it's bad news. You're going to get controlled for 15 minutes or get submitted. So I'm Kyle all the way. And if and if he loses, I think. I think he's going to be the big parlay buster if 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 he somehow loses. That's going to be. I, I think a lot of people will love the value at Kyle. I agree because I think um, Kyle is definitely the best two to one favorite on the card. The best. Right. Right. Like there's there's nobody. But we have talked about other two to one fighters being like, eh, it's, well, you know, it's a little. Gamera's Who's a right better two to one fighter? Gamrat's right up there too. The odds are about the same. Gamrat's right up there too. G- I'm biased. I'm biased. 
No, no, Gamrot is probably the best two to one fighter on the card. But Gamrot has a much tougher opponent than Kayo does. So at two to one, Kayo's got know. the best path. Mahmoud Radov, solid boxer, good kicks, all that stuff. He had you know eighty percent takedown defense, but Jared Mearshart took him down three times, and I get it. Jared Mearshart's not as bad as we like to make him out to be, but his takedowns are not good. You got taken down three times by Gerald Mearshart, and you knew well, that was the only thing he wanted to do, so you were prepared for that. You still couldn't stop it. Kyle Brown uh, was going to take you yeah, down. Yeah, you the, issue, the issue of that was Muradov was basically like punching himself out. He kept he could, like kept knocking Mearshart down like over <laughs> and over. He basically like punched himself out and then was so tired. But I agree. I mean, that would came easy too. Once Muradov got tired, that was easy in a quick submission for Gerald Mearshart. And that same thing could happen in this fight. Success, you know, maybe early on the feet, withstand it, and the second he gets tired, I mean, look for a quick finish with uh, for Kyle. Yeah, uh, and Kim, you can uh, just boot that Alex Jeffrey, dude. You're a mod now, and I uh, don't have to let people talk to you like that. Yeah, um, I get mad in there. Um, I mean, you can just put him in timeout. Maybe he just thought he was being funny. You give him a second chance, or you can kick him. I don't care, but God, that's not cool. That's not cool. Um, yeah, so we're both on the Kayo side. I think we both think he dominates. Uh, I If I don't have a money line on him, I honestly should. And these odds have not moved as much as I thought they would, frankly. Um, I have been a... Yeah, I have, a, I have him in my parlay. I, ha, I had that three-fight parlay that I absolutely love with Magomed. I got Magomed, uh, Mikhaev, and Kayo for plus 100, which basically tells you I got Kayo for plus 100 because Magomed was... In my mind, I was going to win that fight. Mikhaev, obviously, is a big fair. I got him at minus 725, not minus 1,200. But I got those three for plus 100. So the odds are going to change a little bit. It's probably going to be you know minus money at this point. But it still brings that Kayo value um, down. If you if you stack Kayo in a parlay, like a big heavy favorite parlay, you can get really good value. And pretty much it just ends up being his fight. So you know what's funny? The, the odds went the other way. I got Kayo Barallo two units at minus 200. Now he's minus 191. That's surprising. Uh, maybe I let me just check actual the actual bet online website. Yeah, he Let's opened see. at minus two hundred. It ballooned all the way to minus two fifty at one point, two seventy at one point after the odds opened, and it's been coming down from two fifty down yeah, to he's uh, minus one ninety one. So it's a, they're definitely moving in the right direction. So if you want to play Kyle, it might be worth it to wait a couple days. It'll probably hover around moving. here. I would assume if it opened here and ended up back here, it'll it'll. That's what'll happen, and weigh-ins are always interesting. But uh, anyway, we're both we're both pretty high on Kyle. I think nine thousand dollars is great value. Jeremy Mearshart's taking him down and submitting him. Kyle Brawl taking. I mean, him if down you have a tattoo that says "Fight or Die," what does his neck say? The Spirit. Free Spirit. Free Spirit. <laughs> it's the most, it's the most <laughs> aggressive right. hippie tattoo in the entire world. <laughs> Free Spirit. Free Spirit. <laughs> With that text too, it's not even like elegant text, like free spirit. Yeah, it's like it's written free in spirit. Yeah, it's like written like in. Like he did blood it with text. a knife one night. Free spirit. <laughs> I love you, Kyle. I love you, Kyle. Um. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend that nine thousand uh, for DraftKings, uh, seventy five to fifty five. I think it's a less less. I think it's absolutely a less less. I think it's ninety percent grappling, and he's either hanging on for dear life the whole time because he's getting cracked. Or he gets a submission. So I think this is a less less with Monkey Knife Fight. What do you think? I'll agree with you. All right. Well, we want picks.com slash MKF. Sign up, make your deposit. They'll instantly match that deposit. So if you give them 100 bucks, they'll give you 100 bucks. You give them 20, they'll give you 20. 
this seems like a, a solid less less strike line. Throw ten bucks at it, and you can win twenty five. Pretty straightforward. Pretty easy. Uh, we on picks.com slash mkf. We're not even on the main card. Next up at UFC two eighty, we have Bilal Muhammad taking on Sean Brady. Um, battle of the grapplers, Bilal Muhammad, 21 and three overall, four, oh, and one in his last five. He's coming off that dominant grappling win over Vicente Luque. Sean Brady, 15, you know, I honestly, I'm going to have to mute you or, or some shit. Yeah, yeah I, I would kind of hope you do because I, I'm not going to be able to hold myself in. <laughs> Bilal Muhammad is the most overrated fire. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Anyway, Sean Brady undefeated 15 and oh, he's coming back after a year away Coming off that win over Michael Chiesa, that was the best plus three and a half bet I ever did in my entire life. I broke it down perfectly. The bet hit. Basically said Sean Brady's going to win the first two rounds, lose the third round. I bet it that way. And that's exactly what happened. I made some money. And that fight is why I think Bilal Muhammad could win this fight. Let me preface that. I think Sean Brady's the better overall fighter. Are you seeing the chest hair? Because remember I told you about chest hair. Yep. You said if there is no back hair. He has back hair. Yeah, you were very clear. Um, I think Sean Brady's the better overall fighter. I think Sean Brady, um, you know, he's definitely got better jujitsu. I think the wrestling is, is he might be the better actual wrestler, but Bilal goes to it more. And Sean Brady's the more powerful striker. Bilal's got no power whatsoever. I think Bilal Muhammad wins this fight because I think he is just going to be diving at legs every second of this fight. I don't think he's going to give Sean Brady a chance. And typically when you get grappler versus grappler like this or wrestler versus wrestler, it's whoever shoots first. It's whoever shoots first. And Bilal Muhammad's going to shoot first. And often. And he's just nonstop going to be doing that. He's done that in every fight he's ever been in. This isn't going to be any different. So that's the only reason I think Bilal wins. Skill for skill, I think they're pretty close, but Sean gets the edge. Straight up fight, I think Bilal's diving at ankles the entire time. So... I think Bilal wins. What do you think? I think, and I am, I would say, Very I'm pretty impartial, right? Yeah. I mean, I am a little bit biased in the fact that I cannot stand below Muhammad as a fighter. As a person, as a commentator, I think he's funny, he's a good dude. As a fighter, I can't stand the guy. I think that at the end of the first round, Bilal is going to go back to his corner, and he's going to look at Khabib. And he's going to look at Khabib, and he's mentally um, going to break down. I think he's going to. I think he's going to start crying, and he's going to look at Khabib and and basically look and say, "What do I do? I don't know what the hell is going on in there. I'm losing the scrambles. I'm losing the striking. My nose is broken. Khabib, you got to tell me what to do, baby. What are we doing in there?" And Khabib's going to look at him and say, "I can't help you, brother. I cannot help you. We are too far gone." At this point in your career, I taught you everything I could. We had a nice little three, four-week camp. There's nothing I can do for you in this situation. you got to go out there and act tough. And I think Bilal, at that point, might stand up and walk out the octagon. That literally, and, I, that, and, and that might sound biased. It might sound crazy. I literally might. think that at the end of the first round, Bilal Muhammad might be getting beat so bad by the dynamic, dominant Sean Brady that he will walk out and quit on the stool, walk out of the octagon, and we might not ever see him again. Unbiased, and that's as impartial as I can be. Yeah, yeah, you're like El Prez rating Jack's pizza. Just very honest, 
Very high. I like, I mean, I, Bilal's a good guy. I like Bilal. I'm just saying that in this fight, it's, it's this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. Well, I, I mean, there's no point in trying to convince you otherwise. So you guys heard my breakdown and why and why I feel that way. I, I do think Sean Brady's probably the better skilled the, the, fighter. The least dangerous fighter <laughs> in the entire world. I You put me in an, octon, in an octagon versus anyone. I am more dangerous at that point than Bilal Muhammad has ever been inside of an octagon. There is zero danger. Sean Brady's <laughs> going to be able to do whatever he wants in there. He doesn't have to worry about anything. He's going to play his game, take his time, do what he needs to do, and absolutely destroy the most overrated fighter in the UFC. Bilal, remember the lame Muhammad. You're such a dork. You were so excited to have remember the lame I thought about it earlier today in Discord, and I love it. Actually, I think it was last night, and I was very proud of it. Hashtag remember the lame. I think, what do most people say? Remember the decision or something? <laughs> I think I've I seen that, that one. That's pretty I think I've seen that all over Twitter. Anyway, so obviously Jacob and I are split. Um, Jacob's got some real hate in his heart over this fight, but... I just I think Bilal's just going to be diving at legs. And diving I'll be, at if legs, you want to see my live legs. reaction, I will go live right before this fight for the entire main card Saturday. So tune in, and I, I cannot wait. And if you want to show up and say I told you so, it ain't going to happen. But, you know, somebody's going to win this fight. I don't think so. Uh, DraftKings is straight up even money, and I think you need to have one of these guys in there. Because whoever wins is going to rack up control time. I do not think, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, you get two grapplers and end up striking. That does, I don't think that, that doesn't happen. That, yeah, uh, sorry, that if does they, happen. I mean, if, if they That's want, not going to happen Sean in this Brady, fight. If Sean Brady wants to just strike, then they'll just strike. I mean, he'll just stuff some takedowns and then start striking with this dude. The guy that can't throw a punch was getting destroyed by Leon Edwards. I mean, Leon Edwards was about to expose this guy so bad. I mean, so bad that you were never going to hear about Bilal Muhammad ever again if Leon Edwards got 25 minutes with this dude. That's how bad that fight was about the head. And now you're fighting Sean Brad, the, the undefeated? I mean, look at this dude. This is a Philly dude. Jiu-Jitsu black belt with the striking, the wrestling? You want to fight this dude? Good luck. <laughs> okay. Uh... One of these men should be in your DraftKings lineup. It's, this is, somebody said in the comments, I said it in quick picks, very similar to what we saw with Maximov and Malkoon. You just got to pick your side and hopefully on the right side. Granted, there was a knee injury that it was a little different, but what triggered the knee injury? Just Malkoon immediately shooting shots, wasting no time, just immediately, immediately started grappling. He was cracked, got a little wobbled, but didn't stop him. Just got a grappling. little wobble. He's got sat down completely. <laughs> His little wobble was, it fell backwards. And he's still got a takedown. How embarrassing is that for Max? That, that was a little embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I see the save with Bilal minus the knockdown. He's just going to start diving at legs instantly. So pick your side. I'm not going to try to convince you. 76 to 74, no. Under, under for Monkey Knife. There's not going to be that many punches. It's going to be a lot of grappling. A lot I mean, of it'll, uh, it'll be a, whatever fight Sean Brady wants it to be. <laughs> um, so, yeah, weonpicks.com. Become a premium member. It's only $10 a month. You get all of our picks. We're giving you some picks now. We'll even do a, a betting video on Friday. We'll give you some of the bets there. But it's not all of them. And it's not when we place them. And usually we're ahead of the line movement. It's $10 a month. Jesus, Mary. One decent bet covers many, many months. Many months of premium membership. And shout out to Jacob for his lock of the week. If you put one unit, if you don't know what it is, 
He picks an underdog on every card. And some cards you're basically cursed. Last week, only two underdogs on the whole card won. Yeah, and I wasn't going to pick a Sun Tzu, and I definitely wasn't going to pick Malkoon. So, you know, what was I supposed to do? You know, I did my best. I, no, I, I hear you. I'm on your side there. Anyway, it's uh, an, under, an underdog he picks on every single card. If you bet one unit every week on his lock of the weeks, since we've been keeping track of it, you'd be up 22.7 units. I'm so congratulations good. I mean, to you. I'm, I'm that good. I really am. Every time I wake up in the morning, I think, I look in the mirror first one, I think, how did I get so goddamn good looking? I mean, that's, I, I don't think it should be fair that I am I've seen the before pictures, and this is but definitely then, a dramatic right. improvement. And then, um, yeah, check after, out the Instagram, but... by the way. Yeah, check out the Instagram, by the way. Okay, <laughs> settle that. Such, um, such, and then I think, honestly, it's just, it's just like, you like literally post thirst trap. It's so fucking check it out. weird to me. Thank it's you so for that. Thank you for the promotion. Thank it is. It is. And, I, and they are going to I mean, I'm a single dude. I'm not supposed to. I'm, I'm a single. <laughs> I am a single dude. I am a single dude. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to not put the pizza out there? Jeez. Oh, I mean, that that was, that's a kid's cut from Subway. That's that slice of pizza. Anyway, we're done with this. They sell pizza uh, at Subway? They do. It's awful. Uh, $1.99. I've never had it, but like we go to Subway and my daughter's like, I want pizza. $1.99 from Ganja Express. Brady looks like CM Punk's PED nephew. That's pretty solid, actually. Uh, Below, Lock of the Week. Did you get scared when you saw all the capital letters again? You're like, PED. Is that supposed to be? (laughs) Ped. Ped nephew. Double G. All right, let's move on. Main card. Next up. Speaking of overrated fighters. Next up at UFC 280, we have the main card opener. We have Caitlin Chikagian taking on Manon Faro. Caitlin Chikagian, 18 and 4 overall, 4 and 1 in her last five. And she is riding a four fight win streak with a nice new UFC contract. Manon Faro, 9 and 1 overall, 5 and 0 in her last five with four wins in the UFC. This is a tricky fight. This is a tricky fight because I think Manon Faro is the better fighter. She should win. She's the pick. But Caitlin Chikagian has proven time and time again that she can win close decisions. That's what she does. She comes stomping forward, yelling tennis noises, and just wins these close decisions. And Manon should hit harder. She should have, honestly, even better volume, even though Caitlin's a high-volume fighter. Manon should have better volume, hit harder. She's definitely got better takedowns. She's the more complete fighter overall. But Caitlin Chikagian knows how to sneak out these super close, sneaky, sneaky decisions. Her only two losses in in four years have been to Jessica Andrade, former champion, hits like a freight train, and Valentina Shevchenko, current champion, one of the best to ever do it. And Vivian Rougeau. And Amanda Hibas. But that's, you're playing into my point. You're playing into my point. My point is... She just somehow knows how to win those close she fights. She knows off. how to pay off judges. Then she may do it again now here. There is, is no, there is no betting on the UFC anymore. <laughs> so Manifero is my pick. I think Manifero wins. I am not going to bet against Caitlin Chikagian in a fight like this. She's just proven time and time again she can win these. So I'm not going to bet her. I'm not going to bet against her. Only... Yeah, I, only have you ever seen Life Goes On? Life goes on. Yeah. Long after so, the thrill. Corky bet. is gone. 
That's not oh, the song. Oh yeah, life goes on. Little ditty about Jack and Diane. Do you know who that is? That's Indiana's own baby. Okay, please. John go ahead Cougar Mellencamp, baby. John Do Cougar Mellencamp. Uh, yeah, so we have Bilal Muhammad, the most overrated fighter in the UFC, the second most overrated fighter in the UFC, and this person I can't stand almost personally as well. I don't know, for whatever reason. So I am biased in this pick. Last pick, if you couldn't tell, I was biased, right? I'm going to pick Sean Brady all the way. I do have a wild hate parlay with Farrell and Sean Brady because I hate both Caitlin and Bilal. So my pick, my picks are biased. Don't listen to what I'm saying. But Caitlin is the most overrated fighter. She does not throw. She does not land a punch. She doesn't land punches. I will give her credit. The Jennifer Maya fight, I was like, Came okay. Forward, right. That was a fight where she looked like an actual fighter. So I will give her credit on that. But then she came back against Amanda Hebos and won one of the worst decisions I've ever seen, throwing fake punches, standing at range, doing ah, 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 not landing a single punch, tricking judges into decision when she's not going to be able to do it in this fight. She finally has somebody that can match that range. So when she's trying to keep that distance and she's trying to play her point fighting, Manon can play that same game but play it much more technical and much more powerful. I think Manon is going to find the shots that she needs to destroy that face of K. I can't I, just looking at her right now. I can't stand the way that she even looks right now. I you can't only wait for don't her face like her because to get of the absolutely. I can't wait for her this. face to get absolutely changed by Manon. That's what Khabib said he was going to do to Connor. I'm going to change his face. That is what Manon will do to Caitlin Chukagian. And I can't wait to see it. We have a big hate parlay. And we can't not wait. Not we. Not we. You. We together because i need a little bit of a loan situation <laughs> i got I, would, I need you to co-sign with my bookie can you get an advance can i get an advance on my uh we want picks money please Become a i definitely member and check it out <laughs> yeah yeah that's why jacob started slinging premium membership i you know frankly i um i think manifero wins i mentioned it but uh, I, I just I just can't bet against Caitlin Chikagian. I just can't. Like uh, it's pretty. Easy. She just finds a way to win. That's she's smart. She's busy enough. For some reason, the judges love. Even though she's not landing, she's throwing such incredible volume, and they love it. And her and, I'm yeah, not and her, cor- her corner plays the game too, because they are also the corner where oh oh yeah, yeah. you're a great yeah. shot and stuff. So they literally have it like planned out how to trick judges into winning fights. It's the most ridiculous thing. And hats off to them, honestly. It's a good game plan because if you're not a good fighter, which she is not a good fighter, you got to <laughs> find other ways to win. And tricking judges is an avenue, and they've been successful at it. Okay, well, um, Caitlin, if you're watching this on Twitter where we post these, uh, I don't feel that way. I just, I think you're very good. And I just think, man, you saw her at New York and you just a touch and, better. And you, you got a little scared. You panicked a little I was, bit. You couldn't say hi. I wasn't positive it was her, but I was talking on the phone. I was outside uh, of the restaurant. That's not how I heard. I heard that you panicked. You were like, I was on the phone talking to my wife standing outside a restaurant. And this is the phone. And she walked by. I was like, is that Caitlin Chikigan? And she had a, you know, a duffel bag. I think a Henzo Gracie. It's like, oh, well, that is. So it was. And he went, No, I didn't say anything. Very, very pretty in real life. Very pretty in real life. Well, she's about not to be. So you better soak it in now because <laughs> her face is about to change, people. Uh, $7,300 to $8,900. The problem with Caitlin Chikigan at $7,300, while I do think, I, I don't think she wins, I do think, she could squeak something out. She doesn't score well. 
in wins. She just doesn't score well. It's a bunch of jabs, bunch of noises, and a decision where she didn't always land more strikes. Not really any takedown. So, you know, uh, I wouldn't touch her in DraftKings. I'm not touching Manna Fro in DraftKings either. No way. You're, are you? I know you hate Katie's guts, but yeah, there it is. That's no, what I I'm, uh, I'm a little. There's, let me just say there's better value around that price point. I think it's great value. I mean, she's probably going to get uh-huh. a 10 second knockout, you know, but there's uh-huh. probably better value with takedowns, you know. Okay. Um, 81 to 88 monkey knife fight strike line. I think it, I think it's probably a more, more, uh, I do think there's a million punches thrown Their Their strike rate is ridiculously high. The only thing that can screw it up is man and grapples. What was her, uh, average is almost two takedowns per fight. So she can get those takedowns and then sort of take some of the volume away from Caitlin. But Caitlin's a gamer game planner. So I think it's probably more and more with monkey knife. What do you think? Unfortunately, I think I do agree. All right. Well, we own picks.com slash MKF. If you want to uh, play that monkey knife fight strike line, those lines do move. So if you like one, hit it as soon as you see it. They'll instantly match your deposit. So if you give them 20 bucks, they'll give you 20. Give them 50, they'll give you 50. So check that out. Play these lines, but go to weonpicks.com slash MKF to do it and use the free money. And speaking of free money... Brandon, $2 super chat that I mentioned how much I hate Victor Henry. I think we all do. And honestly, it's our own fault. I literally said in the quick picks video, you know, like this is, he's a little inflated here. It's because I didn't think he had a shot. Or I mean, I didn't think Raphael had a, uh, I, had a shot. Yeah, listen, I fell into the trap. So I'm not going to pretend that was better than anybody. I literally put him in the safety parlay, but I was like, Rafael Sunsau, yeah, he lost four in a row, but look who he lost to. Those are quality losses. And then yeah. I was like, Victor Henry beat Hani Barcelos, and Hani Barcelos just looked like a world champion, but he looked like trash in the Victor Henry fight. So, anyway. But Rafael, Rafael in those losses didn't even look, I mean, to me, he looked slow. He looked, I mean, that was, that was a very surprising fight. Yeah, and he did it over three rounds, too. Didn't even get lucky. Didn't just get it. Just did it over three rounds. Just smoked that dude. Victor Henry, like, afterwards was, like, arm raised, smiling. Like, oh, I thought I did a great job. There's just, that's what kills me about today's youth, Angelo. There's no competitive spirit at all. You've played me at anything. You're going to lose, and I'm going to let you know that you lost. Because I am a real competitor. Next up, at UFC 280, we have Benil Dariush taking on Mateus Gamrot. Benil Dariush, 21-4 overall, 5-0 and in his last five. He is riding a seven-fight win streak. Mateus Gamrot, 21-1 overall, 4-1 and in his last five. He's coming off a main event win over Armin Sarukian. Gamrot is one of my most confident bets, one of my most confident picks. I think he absolutely smokes Benil Dariush. I think Gamrot is phenomenal. He's pretty good everywhere, but clearly a phenomenal grappler. Uh, he looked good in that Armin Sarukian fight. Granted, Armin had his moments. I think Gamron started to take over as the fight went on. That was a five-rounder. This is a three-rounder. Uh, th- that is a little bit of a factor, but Benil Dariush hasn't fought in forever. Benil Dariush has supposed to have gotten like six title shots, never got them. I feel bad for the guy. He went from like should have gotten a bunch of title shots to going to lose this fight, start over, but Benil Dariush, he's got some power in his hands. He can grapple, but he's not going to outgrapple Gamrot. He's not going to stop those takedowns. He's just going to get pummeled into oblivion. Two-unit bet on Gamrot. That's about as clear and concise as I can be. 
uh, yeah, the and I, I keep screaming this, but I think it's important for people to understand that the next level of lightweights are are they have arrived, and this is the the real light. If you want the real lightweight rankings, and this is going to ruffle some feathers, but this this is what it is. The the best lightweight in the entire world is Demir Ismagulov. I mean, there's no there's no doubt about that. Demir is the best lightweight in the world. The second best lightweight in the world is Gamrot. I mean, he's pretty, he is the second best lightweight in the world. The third one is Garam, who beat Gamrot. That's the only, his only loss. Split decision win, and Garam lost to Demir. So you see those three at the top. Boom, 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 boom. The fourth is Islam, who we'll get to. The fifth is Charles Oliveira. The sixth is Armin Sarukian. So you got Armin, and then those three I mentioned. Gamrot is the absolute real deal. He will be the next champ at 155. Whoever wins between Islam and Charles, I believe Gamrot will fight them and beat either one of them. He is that good. I am biased. He is my dude. I do love Gamrot. I had him picked against Armin. The fact that he was a 2-1 to one underdog versus Armin was just asinine. The same way the fact that Demir Ismagulov is a 2-1 to one dog versus Armin is ridiculous. Armin will be a guy eventually. He's too young now, but Gamrot is the dude right now. He's going to dominate this fight, and he's going to become the champion. Going to be Islam or Charles, whoever wins that fight Saturday. I'm not going to get into your rankings. I do agree that of those guys, like the Gamrots, the Demir, the Sarukian, they're not Garam. getting the credit. They, they're not getting the credit that they should. Like those guys, those guys smoke Daniel po- or Dustin Poirier. Every single one of those guys. And, and Michael Chandler. I mean, Michael Chandler too. I mean, it's 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 bad. And and I Gagey's the only one that I would say could hang because his chin is so good, and he was like an, an actual. But they can all out wrestle. Yeah, but they can all yeah. out. They can still all out. I was to say he's a he's a legitimate wrestler, but we saw you know, uh, Khabib had no p- problem with that. But anyway, so we're both on the Gamron side. We both think he just absolutely punishes Benil Dariush. I feel bad for Dariush. Like I said, man, that that guy seven fight win streak should have gotten a title shot. This is like the Tony Ferguson tripped over the power cable all over again. But poor Benil. Yeah, and the best, like, poor the wraps that puts a bow on it is this whole time he thought he was the backup for the main event that he's fighting yeah. on. And then, like, this, like, like four days ago, Volkanovsky's like, I'm the backup. And Darius, like, I thought I was the backup. And they're like, yeah, fuck, yeah. you're not the backup. We got this guy here. The, the, the champ yeah, yeah. to be a fun. And it's like, oh, I thought I was the backup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I genuinely feel bad for the guy because I think he had some injuries in the mix, but a lot of the. Uh, the fact that he hasn't fought in a while is literally because he was waiting for. He thought, "Oh, after this fight, I'll get a title shot." And you know, unfortunately, don't forget he's, too he's that, about to get pounded on. Yeah, and he was he was basically put out by Jakar Close as well. He was out of that fight, was down and out, pretty much knocked out, and all of a sudden found this wild shot that knocked out Jakar. So he was getting beat up pretty bad in that fight versus Jakar. I think this is kind of the same way. He's had a nice run, but he's not invincible. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. Nope, I hear you. Um, $8,800 in DraftKings? Probably. Well, definitely worth it. I just got to look at mine, see if I can squeeze them in because it's a couple expensive guys that I like. But I, I just, I just, I think this is easy pickings. People are saying easy. that Gamrot shouldn't get a title shot because he hasn't, be, he's about to beat the, what is Darius, number three or number four dude in the division? Of course he can get a title shot after this. There's nobody left for Charles to fight if he wins because he's beat everyone else. And Islam, I guess he could go through and fight like Dustin or Chandler again. But I don't they think will do that. For, that. They will do that. They'll, they, you know, because those guys are cash. But, Char- but Charles wins. Who's he going to fight? He's beat everyone else. Oh, they'll run it back with somebody. They also uh, all dropped they him. The game they, they literally also all dropped him. So just show that highlight, and then 
you know? Well, I think I think they put Gamera on the same card to show him off. So if Charles wins, they can make that fight, Charles and Gamera. That's what I, that's how, that's how I, that's what I believe. Oh yeah, and Lucky Tim said they Dana White literally said Volkanovski fights the winner no matter what. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. They just said after that, like that. yesterday. And Volkanovski's seems feels a little too small for those dudes. Yeah, and there's some there's some Connor in the mix as well. Agreed. That that bomb will show up. Oh, hey, whoa, hey, no, he's whoa. gonna fight for no. He's fight. He's not at one fifty five anymore. He's one. Oh yeah, seventy. Because yeah, because Jorge, because yeah, yeah. Jorge. I mean, or not Jorge, but Leon was like, if Connor wants to fight, we can fight. And if you're yeah. Leon, you take that ten out of ten times. You get paid. You beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I think we agree on pretty much everything here. The monkey knife fight strike line seventy to seventy two. I'm not gonna play it. There's so many questions here. Benil hasn't fought in forever. He does have power in his hands. Gamrot could take him down, put him away. Like, or he could just take him down. It could be a three-round war. I, I don't know. I'm not touching the strike line as much as I want you to use the promo code so we can make a couple of dollars. I'm not going to do it. Not, not for this fight, at least. But if you want to spend a couple bucks, did you know for only 33 cents a day, Jacob, you could become a premium member at WeWantPicks.com? 33 cents a day. It's not bad. Did you know that? I didn't. And then you, we get, you get, about, Do you remember when we talked about that early in the stream, Angelo? The <laughs> oh, I, my 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 mind is slipping. My mind's telling me no. Anyway, wewantpicks.com. It's ten dollars a month. That's thirty three cents a day. Bets, picks, DraftKings optimizer, anything you could ever need ever to make some money and have some fun watching these fights. Wewantpicks.com. There's a button at the top. Click become a member. Next up, at UFC 280, we have one of the more controversial fights on the card. Piotr Jan taking on Sean O'Malley. Piotr Jan, former champion, 16-3 and overall, 3-2 and in his last five. And he's, those two losses in his last five were to Aljamain Sterling. A couple of controversial results. Some people thought he won the last one, and the first one was an absolute joke. Sean O'Malley, 15-1 and overall, 3-1-1 and in his last five. And he's coming off the I poke no contest with Pedro Munoz. Listen, I think Piotr Jan wins. I think Piotr Jan dominates this fight. I think he's the better striker. He obviously is the better grappler. Um, the first time he fought Aljamain Sterling, he took him down seven times. Just decided to shoot no takedowns the second go around, which, okay, makes no sense. I don't know why he didn't do that. I think at this point, everybody... You know, just take Sean O'Malley down, light up his legs if you want to. Multiple people have had success. I'm not even just going off the Cheeto Vera thing. Multiple people have had success touching Sean O'Malley's legs. And frankly, I, I saw people arguing over the Pedro Muno fight. It, it is literally a fact. Two out of three judges gave Pedro Munoz that first round. It's a fact that Pedro Munoz won that first round. A fact. It's not a it's not an idea, it's not an argument. That is what happened. And, that's and it was a just like scientific light fact. It is, and that's just what, it was, just, it was just leg kicks. And my only concern, there's two concerns here. One is Piotrion takes the first round off. Everybody knows that. And the second yeah. is Sean O'Malley is long. He's a very good striker in his own right, and he does use his range well. So is and the freckled salamander. And it's possible that he can use his range and keep Piotrion away. That is possible. I just don't see it happening. I don't think it matters. And um, the round Do off thing, think hold on. The round-off thing almost doesn't matter because Sean O'Malley yeah, took, the took the first round off in his like last that. fight. Talk to, of course I will. Of course I will. 
Anyway, Pyrion wins. Think- Pyrion dominates. Very, 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 very confident. Do I think what? Uh, do you think that Sean has a knockout chance? Um, I think Sean has very well-timed strikes and that really solid pinpoint Just accuracy. Just answer the question. Yes or no? Does he have a knockout chance? I, I want to say yes because everybody does, but who's knocked out Piotr Jan? Well, I to to speak on that point, I asked you the question because I'm a big I'm a big sugar bigger sugar fan, right? I, I like sugar. I'm gonna be rooting for him this fight. I got nothing against Piotr Jan, but I'm, I'm gonna be rooting for the underdog in this fight. I think it'd be crazy to see him win. I don't think he's got a shot in hell. I mean, I even have a money line bet on him that I got you know a few months ago at plus three seventy. I don't mind that value at plus three seventy. I mean, he's at a plus twenty two twenty five right now, so I got incredible value on him. And at the time, I thought he was a little bit more live. But the more I think about the fight, and the more I see stuff coming out about Pyotrion, and it looks like he's just been wrestling and wrestling and wrestling. I don't think Sean's got a chance in hell because when Sean knocks people out. He knocks people out that obviously are not on the level of Pyotrion, but knocks people out when he's hitting them clean, right? When he hits people clean, he can knock anyone out, right? If he hits them clean. You cannot hit Pyotr Jan clean. You cannot hit him clean. He fights with that high guard. You can't. Maybe he can punch through the guard and, and maybe he's like sneak a shot in there to stun him. I know that Pyotr Jan's been knocked down before, but like with that high guard, I just don't see him landing a clean shot. When he can't land that clean shot, he can't knock people out. And Pyotr Jan can obviously win this fight in the wrestling, but if he wants to stand and just counter-strike and box with, with Sean, I think he can do that too. I think he wins this fight no matter what, any way he wants. He's just on a next level, and I just don't think Sugar's... I don't think he's there. I don't, I I don't com- know if he's ever going to get there, but I don't, I don't think he's there. No, I completely agree. And Kenny Ash says, do you really think Jan's takedowns are that good? I don't. So here, let's go uh, ahead yeah, and talk. Yeah, yeah, they are. He, Pyotr Jan took down Douglas Say, uh, Silva de Andrade three times in two rounds. Okay, and that dude's a monster and a grappler. Took down John Dotson twice. John Dotson, you know, and this is in 2019. He took down Jimmy Rivera, who's a freaking tank. He took down Uriah Faber twice, who's not easy to take down. He took down Jose Aldo, who has... Marab Devishvili couldn't take down Jose Aldo. Piotr Jan took him down. He took down Aljamain Sterling seven times in their first fight and, and attempted zero takedowns in the last one. So... Kenny Ash, I see your name a lot. I appreciate you, but uh, top five dumbest comments all day. You and I agree. Piotr Young. <laughs> I, I think this. I, th- I think Piotr Young gets a takedown in like the first thirty seconds, and and, and it's Sugar on his back, just shelled up, and, and Piotr Young just either you know finishing with a TK early because we've seen Sugar on his back kind of. I don't want to say quit, but I mean. He's been a uh, a liability once he gets on his back, I would say. Um, or Piotr just plays with his food and, and just beats on him for 15 minutes. I don't think it's close. I like Sugar, too. It pains me. I'll be rooting for Sugar. I honestly don't think this fight is close. Uh, listen, I, I hear you. I hear, I, I, we're completely aligned. And Kenny, I'm obviously just joking, but um, completely aligned. Uh, $9,300 in DraftKings. That's the problem. There's so many guys at this price point that are worth the money. I don't know if he puts Sean away, right? I, I think I think he can very easily TKO him. He probably he probably on the ground, can because Sean he once, once he's getting hit, he just there's no there's no moving yeah. out of positions. There's no shrimping. There's no like threat for submissions to try and scramble back to your feet. It's just like like the Connor versus Dustin, like oh shit, or Connor versus Khabib too. Just like oh shit, I'm getting hit. What do I do? Yeah, I mean it, you know ninety three hundred dollars. 
Let's put it this way. He's he's definitely worth the money, but there's a few people at this price point that are worth the money. So it's just a matter of building your lineup and hopefully picking the right spots. Monkey, knife fight, strike line, 81 to 62. I think it's a less-less. To your point, I do think it's a less-less because I think there will be some grappling in the mix because why wouldn't Piotr Jan grapple? He doesn't need to, but why wouldn't he? I mean, you know this is a mean? very dangerous matchup for him. I mean, because Sugar is a, a rangy guy. Long, He's a guy way power. down in the rankings. Yeah. He's only ranked 12, you know, so this puts Piotr back. I mean, Piotr is, again, one, he wins this. He, now he's back in the title shot. He loses this. He's got a lot to give up. So he, I think he knows the danger, and he's going to play this smart, and he's just going to be boring. He's just going to wrestle and get his win and, and go fight for the title again. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was, we're completely aligned here. No, no problem. Sean's been playing. He's been live streaming. He's just been playing Call of Duty all week. I tuned in today. It's like ten o'clock local there, and he's just like he's just playing Call of Duty. It's like I don't know. You may want to. Yeah, those I mean, uh, I don't I understand. Uh, Maybe it's a distraction for the week. Yeah, cut, you know, say, I don't like judge that, people still. on their fight week. For sure, but no. Listen, I hear. I, honestly, it's probably better for the division if Sean O'Malley wins. He's a star. He's a superstar. He beat a good yeah. I hope it's better across the board. I just don't see it happening. So, but Piotr, I guess best case scenario for the division is Sean O'Malley wins. Second base, second best is it's a war. Second base. That's a place I would love to get one day. Second, (laughs) second best is it's a war. Piotr Jan wins. Third is Piotr Jan just demolishes. Just absolutely ruins Rex, destroys him, makes him look like a child so that he's back in title contention. If it's a close kind of boring fight or just a boring fight that Piotr wins, that's worst case. You want absolute destruction or an upset, essentially. I think I think Sugar so get excited about the next fight. Abu Dhabi with his tail between his legs. I think it's one of those like, oh, shit, like maybe Sugar's not hair. there yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, con- and congrats to him for taking this fight, though, because he's been how vocal for years. Hey, you're not going to pay Well, did you hear what happened? Uh, I was actually no. listening to – I think I heard an interview, and maybe I was watching his live stream, and he was talking about it. He basically said, I messaged Piotr kind of as a joke just to kind of rile him up, like thinking, like, there's no way he's going to take the fight. I'm, a, I'm the 12th-ranked fighter. You know, there's why would he fight me? So – and then Piotr was like, okay, let's fight. And he was like, I'm pretty sure that Piotr thought then I was not going to take the fight. Because like you know he's one of the he's like the number one ranked guy in the world like and I've been vo- very vocal about I don't want to fight you know whatever so I think they were both he was talking about like I don't think Piotr thought I was serious and I didn't think he was serious and now all of a sudden here we are so yeah that is funny and I actually like Sean O'Malley he did that interview with MMA Guru which uh, good for MMA Guru right that's like you know good for him that's a pretty cool podcast to go on and good for him because he was like yeah I think you lose but uh, what's funny about that is. You know, he said, I think you lose. He said, the, you know, leg kicks, some other stuff. And uh, Sean O'Malley's like still bitching about that. I can't believe people think I'm going to. It's like, dude, you're fucking. You grow up. And That's like you said, and we'll talk about it now. Aljamain Sterling arguing with strangers on the internet. We'll talk about that in a minute. All week. Next up, next up at UFC 280, we've got Aljamain Sterling taking on TJ Dillashaw for the Bantamweight World Title, Aljamain Sterling, 21-3 overall, 5-0 and in his last five. He is riding a seven-fight win streak into his second title defense. TJ Dillashaw is 17-4 overall, 4-1 in his last five, coming off that war with Corey Sandhank. A lot of people didn't think he won that fight, but that was just an absolute drag-him-out war. He did not win. What I take away from that fight is TJ Dillashaw is a dog. He's a dog. 
you could beat his face in and he will just keep coming forward. He's not going to quit. He's not going to stop. He's not afraid to get hit. He's not afraid to get hurt. He's going to keep coming forward. I think TJ Dillashaw wins this fight. I, I love him at these odds. They're, they've moved a little bit. I got him at plus 150, a money line bet. He's now plus 155, so not incredible movement. But he's the former world champion. He's beaten every name in the division for the most part. His only losses essentially are um, uh, the announcer, Dominic Cruz, who's the best bantamweight to ever do it. And freaking uh, when he went down to fight Henry Cejudo and he was sucked out and he got cracked. I think TJ Dillashaw can out-wrestle Al Jermaine. Al Jermaine certainly is not going to submit TJ Dillashaw. Striking-wise, TJ Dillashaw is going to be the better striker. Speed could be an issue. And I'm thinking TJ will also be faster. He'll have better footwork. He'll have the higher fight IQ. I think TJ Dillashaw is better literally everywhere. Literally everywhere. And... I just, it's blowing my mind that people are screaming Aljamain. The same people that are screaming Aljamain Sterling's going to dominate this fight are the same ones saying that he was going to get smoked in the last fight because Purian smoked him in the first one. Makes no sense to me. I'm surprised TJ's not the favorite. All the steroid talk, just very quick thing before I hand it over here. All the steroid talk, I get it. Dude pissed hot and shouldn't do that. They test every, They tested, they went back and tested every single sample up to the RDA fight and they were all clean. So it's not like, oh, he's been using it for years and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, that's the break. I, I think TJ Dillashaw wins this fight easily. If, not if, easily, yeah, but. If you think, I don't want, I, I kind of do want to tally here because I'm very interested because it, it, things, are pretty slit, things are pretty split usually uh, on this fight. If you think that Aljo wins this fight, I need you to like the stream. I saw the like count. I know a lot of people have already liked it already, but I need to see how fast that jumps up because I know you guys listen to Angelo, right? And I know a lot of people are going to be disagreeing with Angela because, uh, let's be honest, a lot of times you don't know what the hell he's talking about. I agree with you guys. Um, I am going to be the most impartial person to listen to on this fight because there is nobody that loves Aljo more than me. Angelo, correct? Um, that's not being sarcastic. You picked him to win the last fight. I, he was I picked your lock him of the to week, win. wasn't he? I picked him. He wasn't. He should have been. But um, I picked him to pick beat him to win. Piotr Jan in the first fight. He didn't win that fight. I told you guys that he was going to backpack Piotr Jan in that second fight because he was able to get to the positions he needed in the first fight. And I knew if he got to those same positions in the second fight, he wasn't going to be worn down from a bad weight cut and he was going to be able to get the takedowns. And that's exactly what happened. So I listened to everyone all week tell me, oh, he's got no chance. Piotr's going to dominate. He's got no chance. And I defended Aljo all week and told you exactly what was going to happen in that fight. And that's exactly what happened. So... With that said, I love Aljo. He is my dude. I picked him to beat Piotr Jan. He's not going to win this fight. I, he is, I mean, he is not going to win this fight. I love Aljo to death. He is one-dimensional. He has no threat on the feet. He can strike, but he is pillow-fisted, one-dimensional. <laughs> he has no power. TJ is the much much better striker, and if he can't get the takedowns, we saw what happens. He could not get the takedowns in that Piotr Young fight, and he is like a lost puppy out there. It is going to be the exact same situation. I hate making this comparison. I hate it because I love Aljo, but he is essentially Bilal Muhammad. If he cannot get the takedowns 
And he's much more dangerous than Bilal Muhammad on the ground, right? He is a submission threat. But if he cannot get the takedowns, he's kind of a lost puppy out there. He doesn't have the striking power. He does some weird stuff, but he has striking to get to the wrestling. And if the wrestling doesn't work, he's not going to win this fight. And I believe that he is not going to get the wrestling against TJ. And if TJ wants to offensive wrestle, he could have success there as well. TJ, I think this can be a mostly striking battle. And TJ is the better striker in a mostly striking battle. I am the unbiased opinion. You can listen to me. I hope I'm wrong. I don't like TJ. I love Aljo. I hope I'm wrong. But I'm just saying right now, I don't think Aljo wins this fight. You realize only one person has ever taken... uh, So two people ever have taken TJ Dillashaw down. Two people. Out of like 20 fights. I'm not counting how many fights there are here. There's a lot. Only two people ever. John Lineker took him down one time in that fight. T.J. Dillashaw took John down five times. Dominic Cruz took down T.J. Dillashaw. Nobody else. Nobody else. And he has fought and fought. And. He fought Henan Burrell. If you guys remember Henan Burrell, dude was legit. Joe Soto, legit. Henan Burrell, again, legit. He's fought in some very... Fought in. He's fought some very good grapplers and wrestlers, and they couldn't take him down. But Aljamain Sterling's going to be the guy. He's now the, the greatest takedown guy in the world. I agree with you. I don't see it happening. I think TJ Dillashaw wins this fight. He never actually lost his title. He, um, you know, did steroids. Right. But and, he, <laughs> um, and, and to that point, the reason he was able to take Piotr Jan down is because Piotr Jan has that. I mean, he holds his hands like this, right? So when, when, when and he, he's not afraid of Aljo striking, right? So Aljo would pillow fist in to that situation. And all of a sudden, I mean, he's right. I mean, the legs are right there. TJ is... I mean, he's one of those dominant cruise type dudes. He's in and out. He's bobbing. He's weaving. His hands are low. He's going to be there to defend the takedowns. Piotr Jan's like this. So Aljo got to his legs and was able to get those takedowns. Even when he got to his legs in the first fight, he couldn't take him down. He got into deep singles and couldn't take him down in the first fight. TJ is all over the place with this movement. He went, it's going to be a big problem. Big Aljamain problem. Sterling went 2 for 22 in takedowns first period on. 2 for 22. Right. The dude attempted twenty-two takedowns. He got and two every of them. and every and those were it's, and uh, most of those. Well, he's going to take TJ Dillashaw. Down. Well, no, and most of those were not like oh uh, oh I missed. A lot of those literally were deep singles against the cage. Okay, let me work from here, or maybe like and, and he still could not get him to the ground. All right, listen, I, we're we're I'm su- I'm surprised we're aligned, but we are aligned I am too. here. I love Aljo, man. I don't want him. I don't I don't want this to happen, but it's going to happen. Yeah, so, and plus the the clips of TJ in training camp, he's just blast doubling through people. <laughs> so I think he's going to take down Aljamain Sterling. I don't think he's going to worry about getting submitted. I think TJ dominates, so do you. I've got that money line bet on him at plus 150. It hasn't moved that much. I don't know if it's going to move after weigh-ins or what, but uh, I'm surprised he's an underdog, let alone a plus 150. I'm surprised this isn't even money. You got to yeah, give the champ have, some credit, and he did just him, beat Piotr. Um, $7,700. Speaking of he, money. He oh. will absolutely be... I'll get there. I forgot about it. Thank you, actually. Um, $7,700, he will absolutely be in my DraftKings lineup. And I do like the... Oh, man. I like the less more with Monkey Knife Fight. I think TJ just pours it on him. Gets on top. Busy. On his feet. Busy. And Aljamain's going to need to get takedowns to get to 105, and I don't think he will. $10 Super Chat from Make the Bookies Pay. And all he said was, Make the Bookies Pay. We appreciate you. That's the goal here. We're all in this together. He's a big, we, that's a big supporter. He was in the live stream Saturday. He, was, he dropped over $100 uh, donations in the live stream Saturday. So we're big fans of Make the Bookies Pay. We appreciate you, man. 
No, a hundred percent. And um, you know, your your screen name is perfect because we are all here for the same thing. Like some of you get nasty as hell in the live chat, and that's why we banned some people. But we, every single person here, has the exact same goal. I love we are you. You love me. Okay. We're a happy family. Okay. We're all here for the exact same reason. We're all just trying to make a dollar watching these fights, enjoy the fights, make some money. It's not us versus you guys. It's not you versus each other. It's not us versus other channels. We're all here just trying to do it, trying to make some money, trying to get it done. So make the bookies pay. Very fitting name. Thank you for the $10 super chat. Everybody else, take your $10. Go to wewantpicks.com. Become a premium member. You'll get all of our bets, all of our picks. The minute we place them, you'll get a DraftKings optimizers, player rankings, projected scores, all sorts of other Oh, hell yeah. Help make some money. We on picks.com. Why, why'd you oh, say hell that? yeah. No, I mean, you got me riled out here and all that stuff I get. For how much? 33 cents a day? Oh, my 33 God. 33 cents a day. It's unbelievable. I should add a payment option, 33 cents a day, and let people, although people would just sign up on a Saturday, get the bets canceled, sign up next slick, Saturday. Slick sons of bitches. Oh, they're weasels. Next up at UFC 280, we have the main event of the evening we have charles Oliveira defending his belt against islam makachev actually i'm wrong i'm sorry he's not defending his belt they took that shit well you know what's he's, gonna be weird is, about there this. is no champ here the, you know what's gonna be weird about this i don't think it's gonna happen but if this is like a close decision they're gonna say and new but you don't know who it is yeah, say, yeah, yeah. And new and then it's gonna i thought about that i was like oh the crowd's gonna go crazy and then it's, they're gonna give it to charles because it's gonna be a new champion either way Technically. Yeah, I completely forgot that um, that they. Well, I didn't forget. I did any quick picks, but right now I forgot they took the belt away. But it's funny because the UFC is using this graphic of him with the belt. That's the one they're using too. But the champ anyway. has a name, and his name is Ryan Hall. Okay. Um, anyway, Charles Oliveira, thirty-three and eight overall, five and zero oh in his last five, riding an eleven-fight win streak. And he's trying to get his title back. Islam Makachev, 22-1 overall, 5-0 in his last five. And he's riding a 10-fight win streak. You guys are split. The arguing is absolutely insane in the comments section. I, I Oh, actually, here was the Twitter argument that uh, I saw. So, these are the comments that I made. Trigger I fingers forget, turn to Twitter fingers. I forget the, I forget the exact phrasing I use, but I said something to the effect of Charles Oliveira is the most talented fighter in the division, but Islam Makachev is the best fighter in the division. And somebody took the time to screen record both of those clips, put them together, tweet it. He's probably in the chat right now. Probably. I just couldn't imagine having that much time or care that much. But anyway, this person, real swim fan vibes going on there. And then people like just couldn't wrap their head around that concept. How could you you use the word best twice? It's listen to the words. Charles Oliveira, skill for skill, is the best guy. Skill for skill. He's got some of the best striking. He's got some of the best jujitsu. He's got capable wrestling. Skill for skill. He's the one of the most complete, most dangerous, one of the best guys in the division. Islam Makhachev has okay striking insane wrestling, insane timing, insane control. And just that, 
just the wrestling and the timing and the control is all he needs to win this fight and every other fight. Is he the He's, better overall fighter? No. Is he the best fighter in the division? Yes. Islam Makhachev wins this Because he does what he does better by far than anyone else. So he has that 100%. dominant aspect. So when you have that dominant aspect, that can take that can wipe away a well-rounded 100%. fighter. Yeah. So I, I, Islam wins this fight. He wins it with wrestling and control. Whoa! What? That's not going to go over very well. Uh, okay, well, it, what's crazy about that? All of these people insisting, it's the it, this is the Armin Saruki and Joel Alvarez breakdown all over again. I pick the heavy favorite, Armin Saruki, the heavy favorite, and the world came from my head. It and it's the same like thing. That. Islam it, it, is the two-to-one favorite, and people are acting like... He's a 10-to-1 underdog, and I'm saying ridiculous things. He's the favorite. If you guys actually felt as strongly as you pretend to, you would be betting money, and the line would have moved. But you're not. You're just saying nonsense in the comments and in the live chat because the line's not moving. Islam's a heavy favorite, and it's for a reason. Jakey boy, go ahead before I get even more annoyed. No, I will. Uh, let me just say that I like. Bo- I'm one of those rare people that like both people because it, it is. This is a very polarizing fight. You either are one way or the other, and you cannot understand how the other side can feel. I can see both. I can see both avenues of this fight. I can see Islam coming in, wrestling, dominating that, controlling the fight. I can see Charles coming in, having success early with the hands, maybe win some scrambles, getting his back, threatening those positions. But I think the safe play. For this fight, and I love Charles, and I love Islam, and I do have sprinkled money, and I'll talk about about Charles for early in the fight. I really see when I imagine this fight, and I and I and I lay down, and I have my wet dreams about 280, and I think about this fight. I just keep picturing Charles in the third round, more tired than you have ever seen him in his life. Because early, I think Islam's not going to mess around, right? He knows what Charles is capable of on the feet and Islam knows he's not there. He's going to go for the legs. Charles is either going to try and defend the takedowns, which I don't think he's going to be able to, even if he tries, or he's going to go straight to the jujitsu scrambles. And Islam has been grappling, Sambo grappling his entire life. So when people think that it's just going to go to the ground and Charles Oliveira is going to throw up a triangle and get an arm bar and win a scramble, get his back and choke him out. It's going to be that easy. It's not going to be that easy. And in those scrambles, Islam has been going through those scrambles time and time and time again. And if I, even Charles fans, you have to admit, if this is going four or five rounds, you got to go with Islam for cardio, right? I mean, this dude has just shown time and time. He's going to be nonstop. And Charles has had some early fights in these last, has you know, he's obviously the Tony fight win, whatever. But I'm just saying Charles on his back, Islam on top is not what you want to see at all. I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think that this is a quick finish. I hope it's not a quick finish. I hope we get to see some striking and some grappling. But I see Islam riding this dude for two rounds, and then Charles no longer becomes a threat on his feet because he's too tired, can't defend the takedowns, and his submission threats are no longer there because he's too tired as well, and Islam grinds us out for the next three rounds. So I think Charles is very live in the first two rounds. Of course. He's so dangerous. Of course he's live. He can do anything anywhere at any moment. Or, more likely, he's taken down, held down, and beat up off his back, and he's not going to catch Islam in a submission. That's the most likely outcome here. Right. And then everybody with the ridiculous comments. So Josh Saunders, the line has shrunk considerably. Okay, when it first opened, the very first minute it opened was July 16th. It opened at minus 240. 
Okay. So it's definitely, uh, it shrunk a little bit. Well, right? that well, was, no. Well, I think he's a little bit right here because it opened at minus 300. It ballooned to minus 410. Oh, I'm not seeing minus that. Minus 400. Well, well anyway, and, my point and is then it the went early. Down to 225, now it's, so. You can't go not, by the early. The early is just like they throw a line out there, they let it go wild. If you go to August 27th. Well, from March to May, it was at minus 400. March to May, that's just speculation bets. The fight wasn't even announced then. Those are literally just speculations. March to May, that's just speculation. Once April it was a flower fish- spring. All right, shut up. Or April. <laughs> oh, Once man, it was a fish, it was officially opened at minus two forty. If you go to August twenty seventh, it was minus one fifty five. It's now minus one ninety two. And the point is, and then people are like, "Oh, Angelo, with your the half line your has bet, you're not moving the- considerably." My overall I'm point. With you. My overall point is, look at this. It was minus 300 before Charles defended. That's just are speculation lines. Those are not real lines. You can't go by that. When it's a real line, I'm that's what I'm real lines here. Okay. Uh, my overall point here is, if you look at the comment section, 90% of people are saying Charles. 90%. If 90% of people actually felt that way, the line would not look this way. Even if you are only betting a half a unit. $10. Yeah, do you know do you the know what the, the like. percentage of people on Tapology are picking Charles Oliveira? I'll give you a guess. What percentage do you think? I bet I bet it's like 40 something. Some stupid trendy bullshit. Are picking Charles to win? Yeah. Angelo, it's 69% of people on Tapology have picked Charles Oliveira to win this fight. You know how I crazy mean, that is? That is so stupid. You know how crazy and, that and, is? Listen, and, I love Charles, and I have bets on him. I think he's live in the first or second Jesus. rounds. I have first and second round specific bets. But to to think that is, I just don't. Guys, you got to think clear. I know Charles has been looking great, even though he's been getting knocked out. I mean, knocked down every single fight, basically. Um, I know he's been looking great, and I know who he is, who he is. But this guy has lost eight fights before. You just got to think rationally about this. Islam can just come in and just control the wrestling and be boring and, and, and just win that fight the way he's been winning. I know people are like, oh, he hasn't fought anyone. It doesn't matter, man. It does not matter. He's, he can do whatever he wants in there. He can do whatever he wants in there. Think rationally, guys. Well, and I'm not trying to um, – we talked about it. Charles Oliveira can Islam's absolutely been KO'd. win this. You're right. Wow. Uh, Charles Oliveira can absolutely win this fight. He can absolutely snatch up a submission. He's done that many, many times. He can knock out Islam. Islam's been knocked out. Charles is an assassin on his feet. I'm this. Nothing that I'm saying is taking credit away from Charles. I open this up by saying he's the most talented fighter in this division. The only thing I'm saying is Islam's going to take him down and hold him down. That's what's going to happen. And the stats we talked about earlier, if you remember, we broke down Muhammad Makayev. The dude averages 11 point something takedowns per fight, which, wow, that's impressive. That's so many takedowns. Islam averages 3.4. You know why? Because he, he holds, holds people, down. people down. They don't say get to, back say up. Say it again, Angelo. He pulls people down. They don't get back up. people down. I think, I mean, this is a, um, I see this the same way as. 69% well, of people is absurd. And I like Charles. I'll be, ro- I will be rooting for Charles in this fight. So don't, don't oh, make it be like amazing I'm a Charles if will, I, Yeah, yeah I, will, I am definitely rooting for Charles in this fight. I hope he gets it done. I hope he knocks him out. You know, in the first, I, that would be crazy if he just came in and does what Charles does. But I think the safer play of the two, because Charles needs a little bit of a Hail Mary. 
He needs a little bit of a Hail Mary. Islam's going to stay safe. He knows the dangers on the feet. And on the ground, he definitely, for Charles to submit Islam off his back, like maybe he wins a scramble and he gets to a position right. But if you're going to submit Charles or Islam off your back, that is a absolute Hail Mary type situation. Um, not saying it can't happen. Hail Marys do happen. But you guys got to think a little bit more rationally than what you are. These aren't rational thinkers. Jester literally struggles with like comprehending complex thoughts. And he just doesn't understand my point over if as many people are, are betting on Charles as they say they are, that line would be movement. Yeah, money moves lines. In Jester's mind, uh, the people betting Islam all have $10 million and the people betting Charles have 50 cents. That's, that's how he's looking at this conceptually. It's stupid. Jester's your simpleton. I'm sorry. Um, you know, not everybody, you know, the world needs janitors too, right? But not everybody's a genius. $5 super chat from Andres Alera. Hey, Jester, I'm sorry about that, man. Green, <laughs> Green and Hooker's last two wins for Islam on a week's notice. Tiago Moises took him into the fourth round before that and dropped him. How does Charles do worse? Um, listen, I hear you. And there, I retweeted the video of Tiago Moises taking Islam down, which was impressive, right? But... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And you're going to talk about, ooh, Tiago Moises dropped Islam, blah, blah, blah. Charles Oliveira has been dropped. Do you need me to read those stats, how many times he's been dropped? Yeah, you can't, you can't just start copy and pasting fights. You can't just say, well, this person did it, so this person. It means everything is, di everything is different. Preparation and is I different. Everything is different. And the point I'll 100% agree with is that um, Charles Oliveira has fought the higher level of competition for longer. That's not even debatable. I see you people arguing in the comments section. Oh, there's not an argument there. Islam has not fought anybody near the level of people that Charles I mean, he fought, fought a guy on PEDs and handled them very quickly. <laughs> but the over the overall point, like Charles Oliveira has fought some incredible people and beaten some incredible people. Charles Oliveira also lost to Paul Felder. That's his last loss. Whoa, was a few whoa, years ago. whoa, 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 whoa. I don't, I'm not going to stand for you. Use Paul Felder, the Irish Dragons name. Like, oh, you lost to Paul Felder. Paul Felder is a world-class fighter and would have became the champ Okay. one day had If he, he didn't lose five more fights after had this Had he not lost yeah. as many fights as he <laughs> yeah. did. I bet. He lost to Ricardo Lamas. Anthony Pettis, quality loss. Max Lamas. Holloway, quality loss. <laughs> Frankie Edgar, quality loss. Cub Swanson, quality. Donald Cerrone, Nick Lentz, Jim Miller. Those are his losses. He has higher level of opponents in his losses than Islam does in his wins. I totally get it. But styles make fights. Islam's just going to take him down. Not get there's no, the striking's not going to matter because Islam's going to take him down, and Islam's not going to get submitted. He's been rolling around on the ground since he was zero years old. He's not going to be submitted. So Charles is. Slick. I didn't pick. I didn't pick Dustin over Charles. By the way, I actually think I predicted the exact outcome of 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 that fight. If you go back and watch. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, overall point here, Charles Oliveira is absolutely amazing. And I, I believe the arguments saying that he's the goat over Khabib. I love those arguments and those are valid arguments. They're all, you know, I actually agree with it. He's, he's done way more as champion than Khabib ever did ever. His road to the title was ridiculously harder. Charles Oliveira is the best 155 pounder for sure. Like, Career-wise, 
minute for minute, Islam's going to beat him, take the belt, and then Islam will then be the champion for a while. We both until agree. Gamrot, until okay. until Gamrot, and then Gamrot smokes <sighs> Islam. I mean, absolutely, just dominates Islam. It's going to be ugly. And then Demir's going to come along and smoke Gamrot. <laughs> Demir's going to be. I, I hope Demir does okay. become the champion. Well, anyway, seventy eight hundred dollars. Yeah, I'll be live Saturday. Sorry. sorry, sorry, all of you, all of you people loving Charles Oliveira, seventy eight hundred dollars. That's not you know, go for it. Solid price, eighty four hundred dollars for Islam. I, when I do my DraftKings video, I'm gonna. I, I, he's probably never been that affordable. Eighty four hundred dollars. I think never been like, that affordable. I think against Bobby Green, I think he cost twelve thousand dollars. I think. He cost, <laughs> no, he's in my lineup. Yeah. Yeah, we're brainwashed because we're picking the two to one favorite. What? We're the. Oh wait, sorry. Is that to us or is that to the people picking Charles Oliveira? No, I think because it's probably to us. It probably is. We're picking the two to one favorite, and we're brainwashed. Thank you for being so woke and really just going against the grain. You are awake, and we are not. Thank Way to you go, so Big much. Donnie. You did it. You did it. You are. You're the wokest of the woke. You're awake. We're brainwashed. Um, all right. Anyway, guys, $8,400 Islam will definitely be in my lineup. Um, monkey knife, Fight check line 71 to 98. This is another one that I am not touching because I, I do think the over on rounds makes the most sense. It's only a two and a half round line, which I'm surprised because Charles Oliveira is good enough on the ground to not the be submitted. Picking Islam. I just imagine him literally going, literally typing, literally going, as he types it. He said the issue isn't that you're picking Islam. I know, but just seeing someone type out, just as they're hitting their keyboard. Probably one at a time, though. T-E-R-R, or the Cheeto fell and the R was just dragged on. Double G. Anyway, I'm not going to touch monkey knife fight because... Man, I don't know what's going to happen in this fight. I, I think Islam wins. I think he gets the takedown. I think he holds him down. But strike-wise, 98's a lot, especially considering the line's only two and a half. So I'm not going to touch that. But if you guys want to do all the things, go to wewantpicks.com slash MKF. They'll instantly match your deposit. You give them 100, they'll give you 100. You give them 20, they'll give you 20. Take the free money. Play some of those strike lines. If you lose, who cares? It was free money. And if you win... Great, you have even more free money. You could withdraw your original. Now it's house Whoa. money forever. Donnie, what? only one of us has a meatball head here. He said Islam is not going to control him the way you guys are thinking in your meatball heads. There's only one meatball head here. No, who? What? Okay. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for the watch. Become a premium member. It is $10 a month. And, and just genuinely... First of all, thank you to the thousand three hundred something members we have now. It's thank a bad, it's a it's a two way road. It supports us, and we support you with just contributing thirty three cents a day. Okay. Anyway, thank you all for the existing premium members, and you know, genuinely, we take a lot of pride in that product. Every single month, we're letting it's the you best vote. Value. I know I give Angela a hard time about it, but it literally is the best value out there. And if you're not signing up for it, I don't know what the hell you're doing. Like, no, if you're 100%. looking for this and you guys are asking questions there, all your questions pretty much are going to be answered with this right here. Premium memberships. Well, and frankly, if there's anything there that you uh, want that you don't see, let us know. There's a vote in your account page on the next feature, and we literally just com- 
DraftKings Optimizer. You guys was, can talk to us directly. Premium members can talk to us directly through the Discord, right? Through the lounge, the private lounge or whatever. I believe so. I'll ask Josh how that's set up. Right. Anyway, become a premium member. Legit. It's $10 a month. It's worth it. That's 30, I guess it's 35 cents a day. I've been saying 33. Somebody corrected us. Um, we appreciate you if you're already a member. If you're not, give it a try. If you don't like it, cancel. Who cares, right? But give it a try. It's only 10 bucks to give it a go. If you want $50 for free, we want picks.com slash bets. Sign up, make a deposit. We will send you $50 as a thank you. What could you possibly want to say that you haven't said in the last two hours and 10 minutes? Uh, live stream tomorrow night. I will be live. I'll be going over betting. We'll talk about, we, we touched on bets here, but usually on those, uh, Wednesday live streams, I, I look at, we look at bets for every single fight. So join me there. It'll be just me. So it'll be a lot more fun. I know there wasn't a lot of fun tonight, so it will actually be fun. And if we have time, we'll open up some cards as well. Thursday, lock of the week video Friday. Uh, actually we might do the betting video early. So Look up for the, for the betting video. Friday we'll drop. Yeah, Friday we always drop all our stuff. We, we do some yeah. other stuff on Friday. Saturday I will be live. I'm going to go live before the Bilal Sean Brady fight, and I will stay live for the entire main card. And we have a lot of fun. People will let you know in the chat. We have a lot of fun on those late, uh, those live streams. I'll be the main card, UFC 280 Saturday. All right, and the math continues. Zai Khan, premium memberships, 1.3 cents an hour. Guys, you could make shoes for Nike in Indonesia and still afford premium membership. Thank you so much for the watch. We appreciate you. We'll see you the rest of the week for all the things.